0: To Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number 168, and this week I am pleased to be joined by a returning guest. Hello, Gerard.
1: Hey, John. Uh, thanks for having me back on. Uh, looking forward to yelling at each other about our opinions, I'm sure, uh, this episode.
0: Yeah, I, we apparently didn't see Ida and the Champion Carnival, so we'll go through that. Uh, but I am very happy to have you back here for the start of tournament season. We'll be doing a Champion Carnival review of the first two shows we be doing a big preview of the G1 climax, and we'll do a shorter preview of the N1. I think we'll do like, I think we'll do the G1 preview first, uh, the Champion Carnivore view in the middle, and then we'll finish up with the a little N1 preview. So it should be exciting. Uh, but yeah, it's tournament season. All these tournaments are running at once. Uh, you know, it's a, should be a lot of fun. we will be covering it both on the free feed and the Patreon. So I'll talk a little bit about that in a sec. But uh, how you' just been doing, Gerard? Other than uh, wrestling stuff, I guess.
1: Uh, pretty good. Uh, it has been actually mostly like wrestling stuff. I've also been catching up on like some big Japan, and then I watched uh, a Noah August thirtieth show last night. Actually,
0: oh yeah, yeah. I didn't see any of that, so <laughs> I missed. I'm just like I figured I need to take a break before I start all these tournaments at once, so I don't like to decrease my chances of like totally burning out. So the only thing I watched recently was like I watched a couple matches from the. New Japan September 11th show I didn't, I didn't even watch the whole thing I just wanted to give myself a little break But uh, you know Now we're it's tournament season And it'll be non-stop for the next month You know pretty much So it should be a lot of fun uh, But yeah I mean there's a lot going on right now And of course here on the free feed, We'll be covering it I talked about this last week But the basic schedule will be Free feed will be the weekend shows Patreon will be weekday shows So that's basically how it's going to go so, if you want the complete coverage, you need to sign up for the Wrestling Omakase Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash wrestlingomikase. Uh, before I talk about the tournament schedule a little bit, uh, I will mention that there's plenty of other content on there, too. Um, you know, we just we just wrapped up about two weeks ago the uh, Tetsuya Naito vs. Tomohiro Ishii series, where we talk about one episode in each match. Uh, also talk about... You know, everything else got, went on between those matches for Night Don't Ishii. Uh, So that's some, you know, it's a 10-episode series. or you know, shorter episodes, like 20 or 30 minutes, but, you know, got some very positive feedback on that. So definitely worth checking out. Uh, we did the, me and Chris Samsa, who's going to be on next week, actually, on the free feed. We did a G1 Climax special edition of the five matches episode uh, format where we picked five random G1 matches from the past uh, that went up last week. That was a lot of fun too. Uh, we talked about Kenny Omega and Naito. Number three completed that trilogy. Uh, we talked about Ibushi and Nakamura from 2013. We did the Akiyama Tenzan 2003 final. A uh, whole bunch of stuff. And then this past week, I took submissions from patrons who, you know, who wanted to submit a match for me to talk about. And I did two of them uh, this past week. And we'll get back to those after these tournaments. After all these tournaments are over. There's still like seven more that uh, I need to do, but yeah, the the matches this past week they were uh, one of them was submitted by you, uh, Toshiaki Kawada versus Genichiro Tenryu, Um, and the other one was by another patron named Jacob, who asked us to do uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Evil from the 2016 G1, which very timely honestly because uh, you know both with the G1 about to start and. The recent Naito evil matches—it was fun just to compare and contrast. So yeah, those are those are a lot of fun. I mean, that one was fun, and the Kawada tender especially was really fun because I got to talk a lot about the uh, the really really messy, interesting uh, All Japan period post right after the All Japan Noah split in two thousand. Because this was, of course, the tournament final for the vacant title uh, that happened back, you know, when Kenta Kobashi left All Japan along with nearly the entire roster except for two native wrestlers and some of the foreigners, uh, most of the foreigners actually, but you know left to form Noah so we had to vacate the Triple Crown and this was the tournament final for the Triple Crown featuring a guy who had walked out of the company ten years earlier with his own exodus coming back as like a little mini savior, it was super interesting uh, to talk about, so thank you for that picture, art. I had a lot of fun, and if you're not signed up for the Patreon, definitely check it out on there
1: yeah, I mean it was awesome, and I really appreciate the work that John did on it, and uh, you got it right, I think, and you were especially right about how bad that tournament fucking sucked, <laughs> other than the final, because I've I've seen the commercial tape of that tour, and the not all the tournament matches are complete, but they're more complete than on like that like uh, daily motion video.
0: Yeah, they're only, like, about, like, one minute each on that Daily motion video, or even less, probably, like, some of them, like, 10 seconds, but they look like shit, because it's, like, you know, it's, like, Stan Hansen right before he was going to retire and well, could the barely thing move. With, the
1: thing with Hansen is his back literally gave out on that tour, oh, yeah, and that's when he decided to retire, because he's, like, he felt, because I read his autobiography a couple months ago, and his point was, like, if he felt like he dropped below a certain level, he was just going to retire. So yeah, it literally happened on that tour.
0: Yeah. And you know, the other guys really were I mean you had like Mike Barton, uh, yeah. you know, just a former Bart Gunn, and you know I don't know. It's uh when Shiro Koshinaka in two thousand is the best probably the best worker out of the Tender and Kawada, it's not good. But you know, what are you gonna do? Uh but yeah, I mean it was uh it was a lot of fun just talking about that whole period too. It's like, you know, Tender walking out on the company and then coming back a decade later just like, Hey, I'm back to help. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of funny. And I totally forgot until I looked, started researching the episode that like Kawada was like Tenru's junior partner for like three years before Tenru uh, left the company. Yeah, they were
1: all in revolution with Fuyuki, Shirahara, and Yoshinari Ogawa. Actually, yeah. And uh, yeah, that 1988. Like, if you really want to see like the peak of Tenru Kawada partnership. Eighty-eight real-world Tag League finals versus Hanson and Gordy, and I think that one like match of the year in the Observer too. Oh yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah, I, I I haven't seen that match in forever, but I definitely have to check that out now. Well, but they it's also
1: because like basically back then Quata wrestled like a junior style. Right. Basically. That that I
0: do remember. He was really fast. But uh, you know, he, and they they got a tag title shot against uh Jumbo and y- y- Yoshiaki Yatsu at 89 as well, and it's like it was kind of funny, because obviously Yahtzee would also go off with uh, Tenru to form SWS, but did not work out for them.
1: Also, the only reason Kawada was Tenrus partner and elevated that, because he had basically just been an opening match jobber up until, like, 1988, which was his first ever push, because Ashura Hara, who would later pop up in war, he got turfed for gambling debts, which is a common way of getting turfed out of Japanese wrestling (laughs) companies, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, it happened to what Bone Soldier, right? The guy from uh, Japan didn't Yasuda, too. Allegedly, yes, Yasuda, I remember that. Yeah, I guess also allegedly, but yeah, allegedly, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a lot. They like, baiting on the horses too much, I guess. Cause so I, I walked. What I, I mean, I I've seen like these, um, like by Corrigan, like right next to Corican, There's this giant like horse betting parlor. So I wonder if they're just walking over there after the show and betting or if it's probably it's probably more like illicit debts that are even worse. But yeah, I mean, like these horse racing that you you walk by Cork and, and you just see like, I don't know, like row after row after row of these old men standing at these betting windows and just like, you know, going over their bets. And like, I don't know, it's very it was like a very uh, weird thing to walk past. Right, right by Corgan Hall. It's like it's kind of hidden. You kind of can't. You have to go like under this overpass, and then suddenly you're in like horsey land or horsey betting land. It's but very... gam-
1: the laws in gambling in Japan are kind of weird, right?
0: Yeah, I, there's because only like, I thought
1: things. the whole thing with like the pachinko bars is like they give you like tokens and you redeem them for like prizes. Yeah, horse betting.
0: Ho- horse betting is one of the only things that's like just completely allowed. Okay. So yeah, they because they have a lot of horse tracks. And they have these off-site betting just like, you know, New York has had forever. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm almost 100% sure on this. I definitely walk by this horse betting thing. But, yeah, in general, gambling in Japan is not a big thing. I mean, they are – I mean, the, you know, they, the pachinko, you have to, like, win – you win, like, a booby prize and bring it to a window and give it to an associate. And, and isn't can... it in,
1: like, a different, like, property? Yeah, it's in like, different – yeah, it's usually very killer, close. Thing. It's yeah, usually yeah. very
0: close, but, yeah, it's a different property. Uh, but yeah, they they did legalize gambling finally. They're supposed to be integrated like casino resorts. I think they're calling them like I think in like you know ten years or something. But it's gonna take a lot to build them, I guess. But yeah, they did. I mean, they were. I know Abe wanted that for years and years before they finally. His uh, his Buddhist coalition partner, uh, the the Buddhist party, did not want it, so it took. Well, him if a... you
1: if you want tours to up your tourism, you need casinos. Basically, that's what yeah. like every other country that is like. Been aggressive on expanding tourism is done. So
0: yeah, I guess that's you know I mean that's been their whole thing. So yeah, uh, you know maybe, not not good right now obviously, but <laughs> I assume it will eventually be a thing again. But you know anyway, we're very off topic here. So Patreon, <laughs> Patreon dot slash wrestling omakase. Uh, that is where you want to go to, uh, you know, get all the coverage we talked about here, plus the upcoming tournament coverage. So tuesday champion carnival night three uh same day the show uh, of the show we will have a patreon bonus so if you want to hear us talk about that show it will be exclusively on the patreon uh friday also the opening night of the n1 victory from nagoya that will be a standalone patreon show and that show is airing live on samurai so uh and on dt universe i think so I will be able to do that same day so yeah, those those two shows this week, that'll be on the Patreon exclusively. Only $5. You can hear me talk all about them. Uh, and then next week, it really, the Patreon goes crazy, where uh, Monday the 21st, we have a Champion Carnival night at Corican. Tuesday the 22nd, we have an N1 victory night at Corican. And then Wednesday the 23rd is a nuts day, where uh, thomas fishback is going to join me on uh, the uh, voice of wrestling for a, spe- a special we're going we're to call it a full episode of omakase because we're doing three shows in one day uh g1 night three at hokkaido n1 victory the day show uh, the arizona universe and then n1 victory the night show at corican both at corican uh the arizona Bema. so that'll be crazy and then thursday the 24th will also be a g1 uh climax night four from hokkaido only on the patreon so a lot of patreon stuff coming up in the next two weeks all you gotta do is pay five bucks you get all of it get all the stuff we've already done uh we did a king of ddt coverage we did tokyo jersey princess cup coverage so we've done other tournaments we'll do the do i know that's coming up after all these other tournaments are over so you'll get plenty of tournament coverage if you want to hear uh tournament audio the Patreon patrons the place to go we'll have other guests too i know thomas will be on that one with me um I believe there'll be another Paul is going to come on for another uh Patreon little episode with uh on Monday October 5th where we'll do the Champion Carnival finals and the G1 Night 9 so from Takamatsu. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh definitely check that out. It's patreon.com/wrestlingomakase. Only $5. Uh, I think it's a great time to join, get all the uh tournament coverage plus everything else we do. So definitely check it out. Okay, uh, let's get into the G1 climax, which uh, is going to kick off and on the eight, the nineteenth, uh, next uh, this coming Saturday as we record this from Osaka. Uh, we got the blocks last week, and then we also got all the matches. So I'm going to go through the entrance in each block, and then Gerard and I will basically, as I read each person, uh, we're not going to do odds because they did that on the flagship already, but we're just going to say you know do we think this person has any chance of winning the block and any chance of winning the entire tournament and I'll let Gerard go first on the A block I guess so let's start with the A block Uh, our first entrant is Kota Ibushi it's his 6th entry in the G1 his 4th consecutive entry and he of course was the winner last time Uh, Gerard do you give Ibushi a good chance to win either the block or the tournament
1: Uh, I give him a pretty good chance of winning the block and it Sort of not an out of left field choice to win. I think they've well. I mean, it hasn't been that long, but they've kind of sat on the another Abushi Naito match, and that might not be the worst match if you don't have a full dome to do. Actually, yeah, and they can just go over and destroy each other's necks in front of maybe fifteen to twenty thousand people.
0: Yeah, I can see it. I think he's a better, a much better chance of winning the block. I kind of find it. I find it a little hard to believe he's going to. Win, two, win back-to-back G1s. I mean, they haven't had anyone do that since what? Uh, you're talking Tenzan, right? I think nobody's... Yes. So Tenzan would have been the last one. I mean, it's just been so long. I just don't know if they're going to give that to Ibushi. Um, you know, I mean... When was, it, when was Tenzan? It was like 05, 06, O3, Okay, 0304. Did he win 06 maybe? I mean, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, right. he's 1-3 G1. Yeah, so like 0304 or 06 probably. But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's been so long for him for that. So you could also argue maybe they're due to have another back-to-back winner. But I just think that that's the kind of thing, you know, I don't know if they're going to give that to Ibushi. Um, And I agree that they're holding Naito Ibushi for something, but uh, it could easily be just for something later in 2021, too. So I don't know. I think even him getting the three straight finals seems a little unlikely to me. I think he'll, you know, obviously be in the mix, but I think he'll be – I don't think he's going to get to another final. But I guess well, I mean, get,
1: given he still hasn't won the IWGP heavyweight title yet, I mean, he could sort of almost be like a Chono and just constantly be a top 2-1 mm. guy instead, you know? That's
0: true. Well, people do, people I, thought that was going to be Naito for a long time. <laughs> but, you know. I'm sorry, what were we going to say?
1: Oh, I, I think I could see, a, like, my prediction is Naito beats Okada at Wrestle Kingdom and then sometime in 2021 he drops the title to Ibushi.
0: Yeah, that's very that's very likely. Yeah, that's that's very possible. Uh, the second entry, Jeff Cobb, his second consecutive entry, second entry total, uh, zero chance. I think Jeff Cobb makes the final or wins. I mean, almost I, I, they'd be out of their minds. I mean, why would they?
1: Do, I mean, the the question is, does like Cobb even like hit a positive record of like five and four? Which I'm not even sure that's yeah. going to happen. Although, I mean. He was teasing, like, he's like, I've signed with someone and I'll reveal it later. But it seems like it's New Japan he signed with, basically, right?
0: Well, I mean, you'd think so. I mean, it's what he wanted, I think. So I don't know where else. I mean, where else would it be at this point? I don't know. Yeah. I
1: don't know why he's being sort of coy on it now.
0: Yeah. I mean, he said something like he wants to let them announce it. So I guess maybe New Japan will announce it. I don't know.
1: They basically did. Like, they put him in, like, the regular army instead of a ROH. Uh... Like behind his his name, yeah. type thing on the whatever. But, yeah. yeah, no,
0: that's right, that's right. You're, you're, I mean, so maybe they'll officially say something. I don't know. Maybe it just got it's just weird because of COVID. I mean, these from what I understand, these guys. I mean, you know, Japan changed the guideline on coming to the country on like on like uh, September first. So and you need a fourteen day quarantine. So like they did not know that Cobb White and uh, you know Cobb White and Juice were going to be able to make it until you know like a few days before they announced this so you know I guess maybe they just didn't have a ton of uh yeah cuz they announced it September 9th so yeah I mean they you know presumably needed a few days to get the visas together between the 1st and the ninth. so who knows when they uh you know when they even knew that they were going to be able to make it it's a very very fascinating Well uh yeah I mean maybe they just lost they lost track of uh announcing him as a roster member and all the craziness because I assume Kento would have been able to come. I mean, he, you know, he uh, he's a citizen. He could always get in the country. It was just, right. did he want to sit through the 14-day quarantine? I guess for his family and stuff. But uh, the third entry, Kazuchika Okada, his ninth entry, his his ninth consecutive. He has won the G1 twice in 2012 and 2014. Um, I think this is most people's favorites to win it all. I don't think he'll win the block unless he win he'll win the block unless he's going to win the tournament. I don't see them having him lose in another final. After he lost it. I mean, he talked about this. Maybe they're going to make this his story for the year. Because he did a little promo after the, you know, at the end of the show. At the end of his match at Corican where he's like, I lost the double title match on January 5th in Naito. I lost the New Japan Cup final to EVIL. I lost the Never Six Fan finals. And then I lost the KOPW finals. So, you know, maybe, maybe I think it's very likely they're doing that as a story to set him up finally winning a final in the G1. Maybe they're going to do it as a, a story where he just loses every final this year and, you know, this is just his year to take some lumps, finally. But uh, I don't see that. I think he'll either make... I think he'll either win it all or he won't make the final. But, you know, I think it's very... He's he's an easy favorite. Uh, the only way it wouldn't happen, I think, is if they just decide they don't want to, you know, blow off Okada Naito in a half-empty dome.
1: Uh, he's also my, like... Uh, favorite but I can't put like a guaranteed lock on it but I just don't really see who else what what else would make sense and since we're already at or by September 19th isn't Japan going to like just 50% capacity regardless of the number
0: yes so So,
1: I mean you it's probably not impossible that by January we get 60 or 75 or 80% too, right?
0: Yeah, if the numbers stay low. Yeah, if the numbers stay low. So,
1: I mean, you still might want a big main event in your back pocket that you can run.
0: That's true. I mean, I, can't, I definitely could see it. I I, I think it comes down to uh, about three or four guys, and I think is definitely one of them. So I'll name the others as we go along, I guess. Uh, the next one, Tomohiro Ishii, eighth entry eighth consecutive of course he is one of the never open weight six-man tag team champions i love that they put that on the new japan site like a major accomplishment never open weight six-man tag team champion uh of course she has no chance to win the block or win the tournament i'm sorry nerds he never does one of those things you got to learn to accept some people never learn to accept it unfortunately
1: well yeah ghetto's not a gold watch guy no right
0: i mean a lot the last gold watched reign would have been what like nakanishi and that was and like i don't
1: think ghetto was booking no Wasn't that, like, that was chosen yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it's not definitely not happening so the real question is like how many four-star matches or above will he have kind yeah. of thing. Uh,
0: can well, you carry ujiro to a four-star <laughs> match that'll be interesting for sure i mean they they kind of like tease going after each other or something i'm like okay hey, that's what we're doing apparently uh will osprey second entry second consecutive uh i have to say it out loud because i'll be disappointed in myself if i don't what will osprey did to Pollyanna was despicable and you know i believe victims and i don't like will osprey and he shouldn't be in this tournament uh he's not gonna win well uh i think he well, could win the block he could win the block
1: I think he'll be alive on the last night.
0: Yeah, I do. But too. I
1: also like just have to say like I think if you like fan like not to
0: be yeah don't anything, don't but... don't harass Japanese fans by the way. Well, I that that's true.
1: <laughs> and just like these Japanese companies, like there are like if you look at some of the people and some of the like the Japanese, what some Japanese wrestlers have done, and they have been allowed back in to wrestling. Some of them like, sugi, Yeah. Uh was a and Takizawa, Yeah. He took like a year or two off, but was brought back to K dojo and had like a over a year long reign with their title after he got uh arrested for voyeurism. So like I mean that's the state of the business and something that fans have to realize. It's not a defense, but like that's just unfortunately how it is. Yeah, and please yeah, please fans. don't
0: please don't DM Japanese fans. That was I couldn't believe when oh, I fucking God. heard that. I'm like, what are you talking... What are you doing? They don't know. They don't... You don't need to... Uh, it's just like... You're gonna DM them in a foreign language and basically get mad at them for liking a wrestler who, you know... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm i not... I don't like Will Asprey, I don't. And I think he did something pretty terrible. But, like, don't harass Japanese fans. It's bullshit. So... I'm just going to say that, right, right? I'm not saying, you know, I'm just, I have to say that too, I guess. Well, take it, it to the company things. if you have a problem. Yeah, exactly.
1: Only people that yes,
0: email the company, which people are doing. So, I mean, that's, that's perfectly valid. Email the company and tell them that you don't like that they're booking Will Ospreay. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's. Which makes
1: me just wonder, like, is this going to be an Elgin situation where they just don't book Osprey for international shows, right? Yeah. Because they, like, I mean, I guess they sort of de-pushed Elgin, but. I mean, they definitely did not have him on the U.S. shows. Yeah, and
0: Elgin was not nearly as popular with the Japanese as Osprey, so...
1: I mean, like, people were, like... You could hear people making noise when some of those foreigners were announced, like Osprey and and Jane White, even though they weren't supposed to. Yeah. But, like, people were excited, so yeah. Uh,
0: Next up, Shingo Takagi. uh, Second entry, second consecutive. I think Shingo could make the final. I definitely think he would have a chance. I mean, he would be a great one to put in the final if someone from B block is running to get first of all, to get an awesome final. And second of all, to elevate Shingo a little bit. Uh, it could also be why he lost the never title. Although they, they do that a lot where, you know, guys lose titles right before the tournament starts to make you think they have a better chance of winning. Maybe. And, you know, they often, I mean, they, they do that with Nakamura every year. I feel like with the intercontinental, but, uh, you know, I do think there could be something to it. I wouldn't put him as a favorite to win the block. Uh, I think he has pretty much no chance to win the tournament, but, uh, you know, I think he could win the block. I could see it.
1: Uh, probably not. Not impossible, though. I think if he were to win the block, if he makes it to the finals, his finals opponent, given looking at B block, Tanahashi.
0: Uh could be evil, too, I think.
1: Well, I just don't see them evil in the final. Mm. Or, no, I don't see evil winning because if you, have a, if you had a Takagi evil final, I don't think Shingo's winning to do shingo naido at the dome well
0: here, here's what i'll say though this whole year is lij and the lij drama which i know has pissed off a lot of western fans but it's it's very over with the japanese fans if you want to stick to that theme uh shingo sonata could work if sonata's winning yeah yeah so you know lij drama lij feuding or shingo evil would also fit that theme of evil's winning so you know that's where I think. No. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying, like, if Shingo is going to the final, I think that's why. I think it's because he's for either a matchup with like Evil or Sonata, or if they're if Naito's winning the tournament, which you know w- I don't think is happening. But if that is happening, I could easily see that being the final Shingo and Naito. Uh, oh, did you have anything else to add? Oh no, sorry. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were trying to say something, it's why I paused. Uh, Minoru Suzuki, the ninth entry, the first in two years, you never open with champion. First of all, I just have to say, it is awesome to have Suzuki back in, especially with the year he's having, so very happy about that. Uh, especially cannot wait to see him and Taichi. I mean, that angle they did uh, at the Korokin was just so great, with the two of them just confronting each other. I'm like, I was already dying to see that match, but now, you know, after they, like, confront each other and just, like, started bumping chests, I was, like, really marking out, so... I'm very into that, so I'm very very excited uh, to see Suzuki and Taichi. They have wrestled before, but it was like a it was a Taichi mania show from i wanna say november twenty seventeen it was definitely like late twenty seventeen so like right before Taichi went to heavyweight like only a few months beforehand, so of course Taichi had no chance to win that so uh you know now it's a very different situation and it'll be the first time in new Japan, not on a uhtaka Taichi mania show so uh, but as far as winning the block or the tournament, I, I don't see it, but.
1: No, uh, but I think, I mean, I think by the end of this, he'll probably even be further on, higher up on people's lists as a possible, like most outstanding wrestler of the year, given what he's put out so far.
0: Yeah. Are you excited for Suzuki Taichi like I am?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be pretty <laughs> great. And I think,
0: <laughs> well, who, who, who do you expect to win? Taichi. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, speaking of Taichi, he's up next here. Second entry, second consecutive the IWGP Tag Team Champion. I have to say, the angle he did. where after he is like one of the greatest heels in Japanese wrestling because like he remember what how much he fucking bitched. In 2018 when they didn't put him in the g1 he complained and complained and complained and said there was like a letter writing campaign all this other shit and they finally put him in last year and now this year he was doing these promos leading up to the g1 entrance saying i don't want to be in the g1 this year i'm tag champion i'm too tired that was pretty much every promo he was doing for like two weeks it's like what a great heel he like changes it up completely the moment you know he's in the g1 and probably have people going like you asshole like, what is wrong with you? But, yeah, I love Taichi. Uh, the despicable Taichi. <laughs> I can't wait to see him back in the... I mean, he has so many matches in his block that I can't wait for. I mean, that taichi J White la- match last year was, like, a-, a sneaky good match with, like, both their little character work and, like, Chi getting to play babyface against Jay White, which was, like, shockingly fun. So I can't wait for that. Uh, Chi and Shingo should be really fun. Uh, Chi and Suzuki, obviously. Um, even like a something like a Taichi Chi and, and like uh, you know that that should be interesting. Uh, you know Taichi Abushi, uh, you know they've they've had some good stuff already this year, and you know I just yeah I really can't wait. And Taichi and Ishii, obviously, I mean they had so many great matches last year, so can't wait. But yeah, he's not winning the block of the tournament. Though. No, but I think he's got a.
1: I think he's probably got a better chance of like being alive into the last couple of nights that he has in the past.
0: That's true. Uh, the second to last guy in a block, Jay white, the third entry, third consecutive, uh, Jay white to me, I don't know if he's m- my biggest favorite to win. Cause like I said, there's about four or five guys. I think are, I could see winning. Uh, I think I might put him a little bit higher than Okada just because of the halfway dome. I mean, I think he would be a very good half dome challenger for Naito. It's a match they haven't done all year. They did do it last year, but they haven't done it since last year's dome. Um, I think it could sell out a twenty thousand seat dome, especially if you have other matches below. Uh, and yeah, I just and I think they, it's a good year to give Jay White that accomplishment. I think you know, uh, I think they probably want to do that at some point, and you know they don't have the pressure to to draw, and then and you'll add like it, it could add like a sense of drama to the you know, who's the real leader of Bullet Club things since Evil won the New Japan Cup. I think there's a lot of reasons why it could happen. So he's one of my big favorites. I think I might put him slightly above Okada. I think he and Okada are the biggest favorites, but yeah.
1: Well, you can never absolutely write off Jay White and you'd be foolish to do so. And and anyone that does, yeah. But I think that Jay will get sort of uh, redirected after the G1. To to Evil. yeah, it's some Bullet Club drama. Yeah. You know.
0: Which I bet will be better than last time. Won't be being booked <laughs> on the fly by uh, Kenny and the Bucks. So. The, the last entry, Yujiro Takahashi, uh, seventh ent- entry, first in five years. First thing I have to say, the I, got some inc- I saw some incredibly stupid tweets over this. Like some guy was actually in my mention saying the G1 is ruined. I'm like, buddy, it's one match out of five on half the shows, okay? Am I happy Yujiro's here? No. I, it, I mean, he's the worst wrestler in the tournament, obviously. But like, it ruins the tournament. Like, come, on. like, pump the brakes a little bit. Like, what are we talking about? It's it's gonna, like I said, he'll probably surprise you with somebody. Uh, there'll probably be at least one match that's actually good. They'll probably go like six fucking minutes some nights. I mean, just calm down. It's gonna be okay. He's one. Look at the rest of his block. It's one guy. It's gonna be fine. But yes, obviously, he's not winning anything. I, I you know. I mean, what is there to say? People need to calm down. Yeah,
1: I'm not particularly offended by Yujiro's presence, although it's sort of interesting given like if you can bring all these foreigners back in, like you could have put David Finley in there.
0: Yeah, or I agree. Or
1: even Tomatonga I would have taken. But you know, I don't hate Yujiro, he does his role and like you know what? Like it's fun. I you know, you need like Joe Lanza says this all the time, you need Pin eaters. Yeah. And people to do the stuff that that Yujiro does. So that's fine. But I will I mean, say. He's, he's, he's a
0: folly. I mean, you know, he's going to be the night yeah. off for the A block. But
1: I think he's beaten Okada.
0: <laughs> okay, I will say That'd that be my wild That'd, guess. Be, that'd be something. I, because, I also think to speak to. Oh, sorry. Why, why do you think he's beaten Okada? Uh,
1: because just of how much Okada's already been dominant <laughs> over him. So, yeah. it's, you know, you could get one more like a power struggle matchup in it out of
0: it or something. I guess that's what the world needs. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean like I, I don't know. What I was gonna say on New Jersey's like I, I maybe he's in here just because they want to justify the fact that he's been feuding with Okada for months, you know. I think that could you could just look at it like that. But uh, you know. It, it doesn't really bother me that much. Who fucking cares? People need to calm down. <laughs> B Block. Uh which by the way, I I'm gonna defend the honor of B block. I know we Rich said it on the flagship, he said there's a certain type of fan that probably really likes this B block lineup. I am that fan. I like Naito. I like Sonata. Uh, I like Evil. I like a lot of people in the block. I like the LIJ quote-unquote drama. Uh, I, there is a lot of fun story stuff here. Kenta being here. You know, he has his history with Naito. Uh, he has his history with Goto. They had a great match at the Dome. Uh, you know, Kenta being in this format just is a great addition. And, you know, um, I mean, people worry he's going to be doing too much bullshit. But, like, I'm sure there'll still be some fun stuff here. And, like, Kenta Evil should be a lot of fun. See, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to disagree with anyone who says the A block it looks better. I I think it does, but I don't think the gap. I mean, there are there have been way worse blocks than this B block. Remember that one year? I think it was like there was one year, I think 2017, where one of the blocks was like absolute garbage, and like this block is not garbage at all. I don't know if you disagree with me, but
1: no, I I I think it's fine. I think it's good. Yeah. And then you well, first of all, you have the champion, and then you have the biggest name in the company over the past like almost 15 years now. And
0: Goto's, oh, and Goto's and always Goku. great in the G1. Yep, uh, Zach is usually really good in the G1. I mean, there's some there's some guys here. Juice is good. I mean, you know, Toriano's the night off. Uh, I mean, like, I, I can understand, like, there
1: are, like, names here that can lay an egg some nights because they just don't fire on all cylinders, like Sonata. And I like Sonata, but he can have a bad match. Yeah. You know, sometimes. Uh, Kenta, like... I was not a big fan of the recent Kenta cobb matches. I didn't see the oh. second one. I like oh, the first God. one. Oh, the... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> even more interference. Yeah. The top interference. In I, the just didn't, I
0: just didn't get to it. I, I just didn't have time. Yeah,
1: so that's just my sort of pause. But, yeah, I think it'll still be very good.
0: Yeah. So let's go through the entries here. Tanahashi, first of all. The 19th entry. 19th consecutive. The winner in 2007, 2015, and twenty eighteen. Um, so, I, before the tournament blocks were announced, I would have said he was a favorite because they haven't done Naito Tanahashi in three years. As it turns out, they're doing Naito Tanahashi here uh, on the very, f- the very first night of B block. So, I, I don't expect that Tanahashi will win now the, the entire tournament because I don't see them doing Naito Tanahashi. Uh, you know, in I guess it's possible. Because, you know, with, with a half-full dome instead of domes, have a full one. But yeah, I don't see them doing it, in, you know, in September and then again in January. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they could... Uh, we'll talk about when we get to the match. He could beat Naito to set up a title match in November. But I don't think he's winning the tournament. Uh, he could win the block, though. I mean, I've heard people say Okada Tanahashi as a final. That would make a lot of sense. Even Jay White Tanahashi would make a lot of sense as a final. If Jay White is winning. Because, uh, you know, you could have Jay White, like, avenge... His very first loss in the company when, uh, you know, I mean, not that he hasn't avenged it other times too, but like, just it, it would kind of feel like almost full circle with Jay after he lost that Intercontinental title match when he first came back. Uh, you know, so if Jay's winning or Okada's winning, I could see Tanahashi winning the block. If Ob- Ibushi is winning, after all, obviously that would work as a final two. But, but yeah, I, what do you think? I think
1: yeah, there's a chance, and it's I think it just really comes down to Ghetto's booking because historically in New Japan the old veteran, like, ex-ace, ex-top guy, often would always get that one last run. Like, they did it with Choshu when he won the G1 in 96. Yeah. And then Fujinami got an IWGP title run in 98. And then Chono winning those G1s in 02 and 05 that he really probably didn't need to. So, I don't know. But Ghetto Style is just like, oh, you're 44? Damn (laughs) it.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean he did win. You, you could look at twenty eighteen as his last run, maybe.
1: Yeah, that too, right? So the last final like hurrah might have already happened, but so it'll sort of be interesting to see if Tanahashi like goes five and four, then I think we're never getting another Tanahashi in the dome main event type thing. But I mean, maybe we will. So I think this tournament will be very telling about what Tanahashi's position will be going forward, more so than the tag title uh, story.
0: Right. Uh, the second entry, Juice Robinson, fourth, fourth entry in the tournament, fourth consecutive entry. Um, I, Juice is not winning anything, first of all. He's not winning the tournament or the block. I'm happy he's back. I think he, he's a guy that usually puts on some pretty solid performances. Uh, I am a little worried about him, I guess, because he's a guy who crowd, feeds off the crowd energy so much that I don't, it's going to be a weird, awkward transition to, for him, maybe, for the clap crowds. And, He's going right into it here the G one, so you know. Uh, I, but yeah, I just I don't think he's gonna win anything. But it'll be interesting to see how he how he performs in that environment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see Juice back. Uh, he hasn't really been doing. He wasn't even really doing much for me, like in his tag team with Finley. I like the tag time. team. I, mean, I don't know. It wasn't bad, but like I just didn't think Juice himself was standing out. Mm. I felt like Finley was the guy. That's standing a good. Po- out. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. So, but I'm excited here, and I think him and Naito have great chemistry. I loved their matches back in 2018. Yeah, it was 2018, right? I think, I think they so. Had a yeah. Matches. Yeah, I didn't like the title match that much, but then their G1 match was awesome. So I'm. That's probably one of my most anticipated matches, actually, in B Block.
0: Yeah. So that'll be really fun. Uh, up next, Hiroki Goto, 13th consecutive entry, uh, 13th entry total. He is, of course, one of the never open weight six fan tag champions. And he is the 2008 G1 winner when he went to all Japan and lost his title shot a month later. I want to really bizarre to Keiji Muto. Uh, but yeah, it's this Goto. I, people say he has an outside chance to win the block. I kind of think he's beyond that at this point, even like 2016, even when he won that block kind of felt like really Goto. And he kind of, had to back into it. Uh, and now I think he's further, even further away from that than he was then. So I just don't see it. Uh, you know, watch it happen now because I said that. But I just, I mean, he's not winning the tournament, obviously. And I don't, I don't see him winning the block either. I think he's just not Okay, that but anymore. like,
1: well, I don't think he's winning the block either. But here's the thing. If Goto were to win the block, no one would absolutely believe, regardless of who wins block A, that Goto was winning that final. Yeah. Right? Like, let's say you wanted to do something like, we're going to do something surprising. We're going to put, like, Takagi or Osprey or White. Well, yeah, they've already had their feud White and Goto. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there's no one in Block A that would be that Goto would have any credibility in the final against.
0: Yeah. Uh, Toriano, fifteenth entry, fourteenth consecutive provisional KOPW twenty twenty. Remember that, folks. That's still around, apparently. Uh, He's yeah, not winning anything, folks. Enjoy your pinning Naito. Uh, maybe he did last year. I could see that. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh yeah, I he, mean he never gets a fucking title shot for
1: these
0: pins though. Oh that's true, yeah. Because <laughs> he, he pinned Night Champion last year. He didn't get no fucking title shot. When he so, pinned Kenny, was Kenny the champion? Kenny champ? was Kenny was heavyweight champion. He didn't get a title shot for that either. <laughs> I think he pinned like uh, the, the last time he got a pin over somebody and got a title shot, I think he pinned Suzuki and got a never shot, maybe? That's the last one I can remember. So Yeah. What were you going to say?
1: Anyway, I don't hate Yano, and it's fine. Like he's, He'll be entertaining. No. I mean, it depends on the opponent, right? But when he hits a good comedy match, it's really good. I
0: mean, him and Sinatra are always really funny, so that should be fun. Uh, yeah, I they, look, people, people complain about The Yano debate is so stupid. It's like, people who don't like him should just skip his matches. People who do like him enjoy his matches. You're never going to convince each other. I like him. I think he's actually been a little... I haven't liked him as much since COVID because it's, you know, they, they don't laugh as much because they, they're afraid to make noise, so that does kind of hurt his uh, presentation. But I mean, you know, it's he, the matches is about 3 minutes, who cares? Uh Yoshihashi, fourth entry, his first in 2 years, uh one third the never open weight 6 fan tag team champions. Um what can I say about this? First of all, I think he was always going to be in this. I think they they saved him a spot. You know, because he was going to, he's having this little mini revival. He finally won a title for the first time in his company, like five years after Yoshitatsu won a title. <laughs> he's not even in the company anymore. Yoshiashi finally wins a title. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just thought, I think, you know, again, almost the same thing as your The people complaining about this are, except even more ridiculous because Yoshiashi's actually pretty solid. I mean, look, he's not going to blow your way, but like, uh, it, it, will I be surprised if Yoshiashi has a four star match in this tournament? I will not. Yeah, uh, I could he go out there with like Godo and have a surprisingly great match? Of course he could. It's like what do you people don't think he could are just like, you know, he he's had great matches before. I mean it's not likely, it's not like you know, on any given night it's more likely than not that it won't be like super great, but he could do it. I would would, would I be surprised? I would not be surprised at all. So I think he'll surprise some people maybe, especially if, if you only see him in the past couple of years. But I won't be surprised. And of course he's not winning anything. Yeah, I don't have much to add,
1: I agree. Like he's <laughs> fine. Like I, he, like I don't think he's unless like he has an off night or one of the other opponents have an off night, which can always happen. Yeah, yeah. they'll always be solid. Like at least like you know three and a quarter type thing. A yeah, type thing. Right. Even more than a gentleman's three. Yeah, it's even better than that.
0: Yeah, and I think there, like I said, I think there's always a chance for him that he'll surprise you with somebody.
1: You'll probably get an upset even.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tetsuya Naito, 11th entry, 11th consecutive, the IWGP Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Of course, the 2013 and 2017 G1 winner. Um, so let me say about Naito, I, I don't think he's winning. I think it would be kind of overkill, and this is coming from obviously one of his biggest fans on the planet, for him to be the double champion and win the G1. Uh, it would be a little bit, a little bit much, probably. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and, and I, 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 I understand the scenario where people want him to win and name Hiromu as his opponent. I just don't think that's happening. I mean, Hiromu would just lost that, got pinned by El Desperado in that IWGP junior tag title final. So I think they're they're setting up like revenge matches for him in the junior division to get through the dome, it looks like. So, you know, it just doesn't seem like he's going to be, you know, they they pull back on him a little bit and he's like, you know, going to do some stuff with the juniors before any Naito match or graduation. So, you know, I just don't see that. Uh, other than that, I don't know who he, would, who he would name as challenger if he won. I just, you know, I just don't see it happening. I mean, he could win the block. We haven't even had a champion win the block in a while, I don't think. Uh, you know, if you want to do, like, uh, a setup where, you know, he wins the block and, you know, faces uh, like a Jay White or something in the final. Uh, I don't know. I guess he could. I guess if you're going to do that one year, this would be the year to do it with the Half Dome. But, I you know, I think he'll, he'll probably just get limited on the last night or something.
1: I think it worked last, well last year with Abushi versus Okada because of the double gold dash setup. Yeah. So you could get away with doing that match twice.
0: Yeah. So, but uh, you haven't. When's the last time the champion even made the final? It has to be a long time. I'm trying to think. Let
1: me see. Who, was 2014 Nakamura and Okada? Yeah. Okada? So the champion was Tanahashi been... the champ. At that no, point? it
0: have been AJ. So oh, AJ right. AJ won the belt. Tanahashi won the belt from AJ. Uh, at Camphor Wrestling, so let me see. Look through it here. Twenty eighteen, obviously, it was not it. Uh, twenty seventeen, Okada was champion. Twenty sixteen, Okada was no twenty eight.
1: Twenty nineteen was last year, right? Okada yeah. was the champ. What? Yeah, but he didn't make the yeah. final.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So Okada. I, didn't, I think that. Yeah. Twenty fifteen, uh, AJ was. Was AJ champion again? No, I guess Okada was champion again already. But yeah, he was in the finals. Tanahashi Nakamura. 2014, Nakamura Okada. We just said AJ was champion. 2013, Tanahashi Naito Okada was champion. 2012, Carl and Okada. Tanahashi was champion. I'm just trying to find one where the champion could have even made the final. Was 2011, no. I'm just going to start saying yes or no. 2010. Oh,
1: uh, 2013. No, 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 sorry, wrong. Um but oh the the only one I can think of the top of my head was two thousand.
0: Yeah, but well because he, he won. Yeah. So I guess maybe the maybe the champion hasn't gotten to the final even since Saki won in two thousand. I'm just looking through to say. Uh Tanashi Kojima in twenty ten. Uh who the fuck was champion then? <laughs> who was championing in August twenty ten? Was it Nakamura? Hmm. Doesn't Kojima
1: beat Nakamura? Kojima beats Nakamura, so maybe... And then Tanahashi then beats him at the Dome.
0: Yeah, so let me see. Hold on. 20... Okay, Makabe was champion in 20... So Makabe loses the title Kojima October 2010, and then Tanahashi, yeah, gets his win back over Kojima at the Dome, but yeah, neither of them was champion at the time. Okay. So that was the weird one. Uh, 09 was Makabe Nakamura. I'm sure that... I think that was... Uh, Oh, the belt was Tanahashi and Vacate. Okay. That's when Tanahashi fractures eye socket. (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh wait, was Muto 07 I, Let's see Oh, okay, so the last time A IWG World champion made the final Appears to have been Yuji Nagata in 2007 So Tanahashi Beats Nagata in the final in 2007 After Nagata had beaten Tanahashi For the title on April 13th And then Nagata loses the title back to Tanahashi On October 8th So there you go so, if Naito made the final, it would be the first time in 13 years. That's a so. very
1: Ricky Choshu-style booking, too. Yeah.
0: So, we haven't, se- we haven't seen it in a long time. Like you said, probably because there was a different booker. Yeah. Choshu would have been 07 already? I guess so. Yep, pretty yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, that would have been, like, right after the end of the, uh, you know, Simon and Noki era, I guess. I think Choshu comes back 06? Yeah, something like that. So that makes sense? And then Gato takes over, I think, 2010, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so, Naito, we just we said all that. Uh, you know, I don't think he's winning. I don't think he's won the block either, but, you know, there you go. Sonata, fifth entry, fifth consecutive. Now, I heard some people write off Sonata. I hate to tell you, Sonata is a favorite. I'm not saying he's going to win it for sure, but he is way more popular in Japan than people think he is. Uh, you know, he people, people are nerds on this, apparently. He is a very good-looking man. <laughs> and the pujoshi in Japan loved this man. And he is also not considered a bad wrestler, uh, as far as I can tell by the Japanese marks. So, you know, the way he is by a lot of Western marks. Uh, so he is not unpopular. He's very popular in Japan. He won match of the fucking year in Tokyo Sports last year with Okada. That Okada, it's not a few, was a big deal. That was his elevation. He, he wrestled all these big matches with Okada. Uh, they went back on. Him a, they pulled back on him a little bit this year, but they, you know, I mean, he, he, still, you know, he got the the match with Jay White at a, you know, New Beginning that was probably going to lead to him beating Jay White at some point, point. Um, and the evil beating him, uh, you know, with that low blow in the New Japan Cup, you know, where Sonata said afterwards, you know, he can never forgive evil. It turned out to be like the, uh, you know, it turned to be kind of like the what's the word I'm looking for. Like it's like a setup for evil, then joining Bullet Club. Uh, you know, it was like kind of like a like a hint, I guess. Um, you know, that I think is a big deal that looms over here. And Sonata's match on the last night, of the G one, is against evil. So could that be a match where the winner wins the B block? I think the chances are very high. Um, so if you do that, if Sonata is going to beat evil, you know, and win the block, I I, I think he's. If you put a gun to my head and say who's winning this block, and I, I, it could, it doesn't necessarily mean he's winning the entire tournament because uh, you know he he could lose in the final to Okada again or to Ibushi or to Jay White. Uh, I think is winning this block. I think that's my pick. I think it's the most likely one. Uh, he could win the entire tournament. It could be possible, but I think uh, you know I'm, I'm not. I, I don't think he's like the favorite to win the tournament. So I put him in like the next year, but I like Okada and White. But win the block, I think he is the favorite to win this block. I mean, they on the flagship when they do that odds thing, they gave him way too long odds. I think he is he is a very uh, strong favorite to win this block.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I think remember also everyone thought he was winning the New Japan Cup pre-COVID uh, too. That was a popular um, yeah thing that people were expecting, and that's where he would have gotten his win over jay white back yeah Because was how the brackets were right yeah everyone was like oh yeah white's beaten okada in the first round type thing too. yeah um so yeah i think i think so. sonata I think...
0: sonata okay i just this is the light bulb just went off my head sonata would have lost to evil in the final so then he that would have been like instead of okada that would have been sonata i think yep and then evil would have beat sonata with the cheating just like he did it ended up doing in the new tournament and this would have been sonata's revenge just like it will be now so he'll beat him to win the block. That's, that's what I think is happening.
1: Yeah, and I think really the only two possible opponents for him in the funnel are White or Okada.
0: Yeah. And then White will get White would have gotten his win back to the G1. Now he's just probably going to beat him twice in a row and Sonata will have to get his win back some other time. But yeah, I, either one of them could beat Sonata. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's very possible. So I think Sonata's like, the favorite to win the block.
1: In some ways, if it does go to Sonata versus Okada in the finals, that would be the... I know that... <laughs> Sonata's beaten him before, but I think that would be the perfect spot to actually have Sonata beat Okada.
0: I agree, but then they would be doing Sonata and Naito like pretty close together. But maybe they don't think that matters in a twenty thousand seat dome. You know, if it's twenty thousand. Yeah, think... and it would be the payoff to it would be the pay it would be like almost like a little payoff to the Lij drama year uh, again. sonata Sonata people in the West gotta get these through their heads. He's way more popular in Japan than you think he is. Just how people like. I had a guy DM me the other day and be like, Do you actually think Sonai is really popular? I'm like, Yes, he's very popular. I mean, if you go on Japanese Twitter, this will become very obvious. I mean, you know, Naito is not singling him out in these promos for no reason. I mean, you know, he's a very popular wrestler. So if you don't like him personally listening to this, then, uh, you know, I'm very sorry. But I think he's, he's going to be pushed towards the top for the rest of his career. Look at this man. Like just look at his face and his body and understand what New Japan is pushing here. I just don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Sorry, I don't like his holds or whatever. Uh, up next, Zack Saber Junior. Fourth entry, fourth consecutive IWGP Tag Team Champion. Uh I, I guess he could be like a. I mean, I don't see it. I mean, maybe like a uh, a dark horse to win the block. He's not going to win the tournament. Uh, I just, you know, I just don't see it. But
1: I know he's the tag champ, but I could see him. Making Naito tap and them doing like that at like a power struggle for the title or something. Yeah, that's very Maybe. possible.
0: Uh, Kenta, the second entry, second consecutive. They actually put here the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship right to challenge holder. <laughs> so someone could beat him for that and get the championship for his very red briefcase. I wonder if he'll come out with the briefcase or he left it back in America. Oh I guess God, we'll... I hope not. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. The uh... New Japan briefcases look <laughs> even worse than the WWE ones. <laughs> Uh but yeah so Kenta uh I, I don't really see him as a, even a block winner. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh but there's a lot of matches here I'm excited for, especially Kenta Evil. Can't wait to see what they do with that. So
1: Yeah, um I guess it'll be I'm a little like I'm a little nervous on Kenta cuz I think that like if I were a betting man and I'm not, but for the sake here, there will be a match here that People will be excited to see that he, I think, will slightly under deliver on. Mm,
2: that's
1: my guess. That's fair. Unfortunately. Uh,
0: and finally, we have Evil, the fifth entry, fifth consecutive. Um, he, he could win the block. He could win the block. I mean, if the, whoever is winning the tournament, you know, the other option with the Evil Sonata coming, com, with coming on the Evil Sonata is obviously Evil just cheats to beat him again and wins this block and then loses in the final to, like, Okada you know get a him back from the from the uh you know new japan cup final or you know jay white and evil could be the the bullet club battle final with jay white winning i don't think he's winning the tournament i just don't they're not he's not winning the new japan cup and the g1 the same year they've never done that for as long as there's been a new japan cup i don't see them starting this year uh you know and would, there would be like three evil night it'd be like evil
1: uh, oh, i'm sorry oh sorry you broke up you, oh I, you broke up for a second so I thought you stopped talking I was just
0: gonna say like there wouldn't be an evil night they're not gonna do like evil Naito part five or part four or whatever as the Tokyo domain event even for a half building I mean that's just not happening so if he is I mean if he wins the tournament we're gonna have a you know if someone lose the briefcase for the first time ever I think but uh you know that's the only way he wins the tournament so I don't think that's gonna happen but he definitely could win the block I mean he's probably the second favorite after Sonata to win this block. Uh, And, well, maybe third favorite after, because Tanahashi could win the block too to lose in the final, I think, so somewhere, one of those three, I think, is winning the block. Tanahashi, Sonata, or Evil. I think Evil's the next most likely after Sonata, but uh, we'll see, I guess. What do you think?
1: I guess, I think technically, all things considered, yeah, I would put, I would go Sonata, Evil, Tanahashi, although Tanahashi and Evil would probably, like, depending on what time of the day you asked me, might switch. Um, I think I didn't hate the evil matches, although I didn't love them or the evil night of matches. But like, if depending on how they book this, if they go to solid like twelve to fifteen minute
0: like all action matches, evil can have good stuff, right? I think it's, he's gonna. Like, I think I mean, he's gonna really awesome. surprise some people. Yeah, I think it, people are gonna like even like fifteen to twenty minute where he's because he he's in a lot of semi main events. He's only in like two main events, so he's not gonna be going like super long. I think he will be like around that fifteen minute mark probably. I, and I think you know, even if there is some bullshit, I think he'll be a lot better. And that's in that you know, what I have to go thirty-five minutes to. You know, I mean, I I did like the Nitro Evil matches, so I'm not. It's not like I think he was bad, but like I think he'll be more palatable to uh, some other people. You know, with a fifteen-minute match, where he's running around hitting lariats. Go to over
1: Evil fifteen minutes, them just hitting each other hard will be great. Yeah,
0: I mean, even if there is, and I think people will be more forgiving of the bullshit if it's happening at the end of a fifteen-minute match than they were at the end of a 35 minute match so you know
1: people although have a short bullshit to span <laughs> into the G1 though
0: that's true so I guess we'll say, alright so let's go through the cards then we can wrap it up so I'm gonna read each card and then Gerard and I will each pick a match we're anticipated we're looking forward to and we'll try to pick a different match each night so we'll alternate who goes first uh, September 19th in Osaka is the first night for the A block Will Osprey versus Yujiro Takahashi Jeff Cobb versus Taichi Tomohiro Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki, Shingo Takagi versus Jay White, and the main event Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi. Uh, what do you think here? What's your most anticipated match?
1: Uh, Takagi versus White. I want to see how that goes.
0: Uh, I'm interested in. I, I was. I thought you were going to pick Okada Ibushi, and I would be like, "Yeah, Takagi White." But uh, I really kind of want to see uh, Suzuki Ishii again. I feel like they haven't. They had have some really good matches back in the day, and I think it's been a while since they've had a singles match. So. That should be interesting. Uh so we neither one of us picked Okada Ibushi. Well, I mean but... I know what they're capable yeah, of. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh I'm very surprised it's, I mean this and the next night, they decided to like put what I think everybody thought would be the two most likely like block finals early on, very early on, with Okada Ibushi and Naito Tanahashi. I I really like that. I think it makes the final nights much much uh much less predictable than in some other years. So
2: The second night, September 20th in
0: Osaka, the first B-Block night, Juice Robinson versus Yoshihashi, Toriyano versus Senada, Hiroki Goto versus Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Evil, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tetsuya Naito. What are you most anticipating here, Gerard? Uh,
1: okay, well, it's very cliche, but Tanahashi versus Naito, because <laughs> I thought their 2017 feud is was incredible, and I think it's almost sort of like underrated or not like remembered as well as sort of the other stuff that was going on in new japan at that time
0: I mean, we covered it on the uh the five matches episode with me and chris samsa on the patreon we did the tanahashi naito uh g1 match and yeah that was a five-star match so i mean these two are incredible wrestlers and i can't wait to see them wrestle I'm i know all, i'm I was also po-
1: looking forward to seeing how dave Meltzer describes this match because are probably, <laughs> like these two like people that uh, are Incapable of walking properly, or you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. And according to Dave, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I am supposed to pick something different from you, but I can't really on this one. I mean, that match just blows yeah. away the field here. Uh, Gojo Kento, I'm excited for it too because I thought they had an gr- awesome match at the Dome. But yeah, I mean that Tanahashi Naito, I just cannot wait. It's possibly my most anticipated match of the entire tournament. So get it very early here, uh, September 23rd. Up next at Hokkaido. The A block. Jeff Cobb versus Shingo Takagi. Okada versus Yujiro. Uh, Suzuki versus Taichi. Ishii versus Osprey. And Koda Ibushi versus Jay White, the rematch of last year's final. Uh, I'll go first this time, and it's not even close for me. I cannot fucking wait for Suzuki Taichi. Uh, again, it's probably up there with Naito Tanahashi for my most anticipated match of the entire tournament. I just cannot wait for that match. I'm so excited for it.
1: Are you surprised this isn't main eventing in Hokkaido? It is.
0: It is kind of weird, but I guess you know it's a block. Fine, I, I get it. The, the twenty nineteen final rematch, but yeah. What do you What are you gonna pick here?
1: I'll go Abushi versus White because I want to see if they. Um, I want to see how that turns out now, just because I wasn't super in love with their other matches, but like I wanted to. It was just kind of weird. Like I think they have this sort of kind of great chemistry but they just never quite get there so i want to see if they can sort of finally like reach the level that i thought they could
0: right uh september 24th in Sapporo and in, in okaido uh we have b block goto sanada tanahashi yano uh juice and kenta yoshihashi and evil yoshihashi's the only semi-main event i think and naito versus zack saber jr um I'll stick, I'll be, you know, i just stick with Naito Zack. I thought they had two awesome matches in uh, 2018. I didn't like their New Japan Cup match that much, but like the, the G1 match and the Power Struggle match both ruled. Uh, so I'm excited to see what they could do here in a main event.
1: I'm going to go with Juice Robinson versus Kenta because I think that's, uh, I'm pretty sure that's a first time match, right?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, so I'm sort of excited to see that. Although th- this is a case where I could see like, kenta be kicking the crap out of juice but the juice not having the crowd to call on yeah could get a little dicey but like it's new and it's fresh so like it gets my interest
0: uh september 27th in kobe kobe world hall taichi versus yujiro jeff cobb versus minoru suzuki ibushi and ishii will osprey and shingo and okada and jay white uh i'm definitely most excited for ibushi and ishii you know they've had some awesome matches before i think they'll probably have another one here
1: I will go Okada versus Jay White if they keep it to 15 to 20 minutes like that first match they had at the Dome, which I thought was awesome.
0: Uh, September 29th, the first night at Corican. uh Yoshihashi versus Sanada, Zack versus Kenta, Tanahashi versus Juice, Yano versus Evil, and Goto versus Naito. Uh, what is your most anticipated match here?
1: Tanahashi versus Juice. I think they have great chemistry. Again, it was 2018, right? They had that pretty good match. Yeah. I think it was in the New Japan Cup. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that rematch.
0: Uh, Goto and Naito for me, other than they, there was like one year where they had this weirdly like only three and a half star match, I think 2018, where like they both took it as a night off or something. Uh, so that's that wasn't great. But every other time these two have met, like in New Japan Cups or G1s, it's always been awesome. Uh, you know, I think, that, I think that was last year too. I think they had one or maybe, I think that's what I'm thinking of. It was like a match at Korokin or something that I loved more than a lot of people, I think. But, you know, so I love these two and I think they'll have an awesome match in the, G- in the main event here at Corican. Uh The next night at Korokin, September 30th, uh, Minoru Suzuki against Yujiro, Kota Bushi against Jeff Cobb, Okada versus Taichi, kind of surprised it's only throw from the top here, uh, Osprey and Jay White, and then Ishii versus Shingo. What is your pick here?
1: Um, We've seen a lot of this before. So, I got to go with Ishii versus Shingo.
0: Yeah, I mean, that match was awesome last year. Um, I'll go to Okada Taishi. I really liked their match at New Beginning. I know not everybody did, but, you know, especially third from the top of this, probably a shorter match this time. I think they can have some fun here. Uh, October 1st in Naguoka. Uh, of course, it's is not his hometown. Makes sense here. Uh, Juice Robinson, Toru Yano, Goto against Zack, Tanahashi against Yoshihashi, Kenta versus Evil and Naito versus Sonata. Uh, I have to go. With Naito Sonata is my most anticipated. Uh, you know, this is the rematch from 2018, which I liked a lot. And you know, this time we're in Sonata's hometown. I think he'll probably win here finally. I mean, Sonata. So he's. I, I went over this a little bit in the uh, uh, on the Patreon when I did that review of Naito Evil. I did like a whole history of the you know intro Lij matches. And Naito is a perfect three zero here. Uh, he has never lost an L.I.J. vs. L.I.J. match in the G1. He beat Shingo last year. He beat Sonata in 2018. He beat Evil in 2016. Uh, Sonata, on the other hand, is 0-3. He lost to Evil twice in 2017 and 2019, and he also lost to Naito in 2018. So I think Sonata will finally get his first win in an L.I.J. versus L.I.J. match in his hometown, and Naito will get his first loss. But I'm excited to watch it.
1: I'd go with Kenta versus Evil here.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that is a great... This is one of the best B-Block nights, because those, both those matches, I think, are really, really interesting. So, uh, October 5th, at Matsu. We have Shingo Takagi versus Yujiro. Jeff Cobb against Jay White. Okada versus Suzuki. Ishii versus Taichi. And Koda versus Osprey. For me, it's definitely Ishii-Taichi. They had so many awesome matches last year. Uh, the G1 match for Taichi finally beat him was so awesome. So, I'm definitely looking forward to that. What is your pick here?
1: I'm going to go with shingo versus Yujiro because it's just so ridiculous <laughs> and if he beats him in like five minutes it would rule yeah that would, that's like a perfect setup for like a shingo squash
0: yeah uh, october 6th in hiroshima b block Godo versus yano sanada versus zach juice versus evil yoshihashi versus naito there's yoshihashi's other semi-main actually i think it's the one before and Tanahashi versus kenta what's your pick here Ooh, uh, this, one's, this one's not great.
1: This is not a great thing. No, it's not that. I actually have two choices. <laughs> oh, I can't okay. figure out which one I wanted. Uh, you know what? Because people might yell at me for this one. I'm going to go with Sonata versus Zack because I actually like their chemistry. I like their and chemistry people too. People, a lot of people uh, don't, though.
0: People are wrong. But yeah, I don't... Like, I I'm being too hard on it. There's like three matches here that I think are not that interesting. Uh, Goto, Yano, Juice, Evil, and Yoshi naito but you know the other two matches do look good because Tan- i was gonna go tanahashi kenta uh they i thought they had a pretty awesome match last year and that was before kenta even turned heel and really knew what he was doing in new japan so i will be inter- interesting to see this again with kenta as like a full heel now against tanahashi so yeah I'm, I'm excited for that but yeah let's see october 7th hiroshima uh ishii versus yujiro okada versus jeff cobb osprey versus suzuki taichi versus jay white and koda versus shingo what's your pick here
1: oh i'm gonna have to say well kota versus shingo obviously yeah first
0: time ever match
1: i almost went with taiji versus jay white that's that's my I, pick how
0: ridiculous <laughs> it
1: we could get i don't well, know well do you, you do remember know.
0: the match last year it was really fun i don't even remember it yeah, like they they worked a lot of around jay white like scaring his uh oh god now i can't even remember her name Miho Abe. Miho Abe, thank you. There worked all of it around Jay White, like scaring Miho Abe and being a creep, basically. It was really funny. I mean, even if Miho's not with him still, uh, you know, the, just the two of them just being like both being pricks is really entertaining. And Taichi actually working as a face is kind of funny. So, you know, I, I'm really into, into that. But obviously, Ibushi Shingo, I mean, first time ever match, it'll be really interesting.
1: Now, if they're uh, loosening uh, tennis restrictions, when are we getting Miho back, is the question. That's a good
0: question, right? Yeah. Uh October eighth, Okayama. Goto versus Yoshihashi, Toriyano versus Zack, Sonata vs. Kenta, Juice versus Naito, and tanashi versus Evil. Um and you kinda already said which one you're looking forward to here, but uh so I think I know what you're gonna pick. I yeah. I'm gonna go hmm. I think, there's a there's like two matches here I'm into. I like the main event. I like I think Tanahashi and Evil. They haven't really had a match in a, in a while, I think. So that'll be interesting. And they had some good ones way back in like twenty seventeen. Uh, Sonata Kenta though, I I, I don't know. I just that kind of stands out to me. Did, have they ever wrestled before? I can't even think of that. Let me. Is this the first time of a match? I wonder. Let me say. I don't. I don't remember seeing on the list. But I don't remember them having a match either. So it's very weird. Uh, let's search Sonata. Weren't they in the same block last year? Me. May, oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, that was another guy that like so. So this is another guy that Sonata hasn't wrestled since, or Kenta hasn't wrestled since his heel turn. Okay, it's
1: funny because last year's G one like there are blank spots, but the matches, But I vividly remember like a lot of matches, yeah. and then I totally forget like all the other ones. Yeah, so you were right. That's Weird.
0: that's their only other meeting. But yeah, I'm gonna go Sonata kenta I'm excited to see what that looks like here. So, but yeah, I know your pick. So go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Juice versus Naito. Yeah, uh,
0: I'm excited for that one too. Uh, October 10th in Osaka, Ishii versus Jeff Cobb, Jay White versus Yujiro, Osprey versus Taichi, Abushi versus Suzuki and Okada versus Shingo. What's your pick here?
1: Okada versus Shingo.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a very easy one. <laughs> Shingo's first time ever uh you know, first time ever meeting with Okada so that I mean that should be really great. Uh when's the last time Ibushi wrestled Minoru Suzuki, I wonder? Cuz that that one stands Did they have me too. We have two. a
1: match that was underwhelming and we I just dreaming that one up.
0: Let me see. I'm going to find it. So, let's see. The last time these two met one-on-one. It's definitely not a first time ever match, but I can't... Okay, so it's way back in the day. This is their first meeting since G1 2013. Oh, wow. So, they have not wrestled each other since Ibushi's first G1, when, by the way, he was still a DDT contract in Talon. He had not yet signed his first dual contract. He signed his first dual contract in October, I believe. Definitely after that G1 and he was not a heavyweight yet they did not make him a heavyweight until the 2014 G1 he still wrestled after the 2013 G1 he entered that as a junior heavyweight um, and then he went back to the junior division and you know he didn't he, he stayed there until he lost the junior title to Kushida right before the 2014 G1 so which I think he did then miss because of uh, like a head injury I think a concussion or something yeah he got a concussion in that match with Kushida and then he didn't actually compete in the 2014 G1 which led to the Hama Mania when Hama replaced him And then when he came back from that concussion in, like, the fall, he re-signed a one-year New Japan DDT contract and also, like, was officially graduated heavyweight. And that's also when he came out the next month and uh, gave Nakamura the German suplex and the challenge him for the Tokyo Dome and the rest is kind of history, I guess. But, yeah, so this is the first meeting for Ibushi and Suzuki since Ibushi was a DDT-contracted-only wrestler and a junior heavyweight. It's kind of crazy. So, this is not a first-time ever match, but it may as well be one. Uh, I'm very excited for that. So, yeah, what a double, great double main event here. That's for sure. Uh, October 11th in Nagoya. Yoshihashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Toriyano versus Kenta. Juice Robinson versus Sonata. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto. And Naito versus Evil. Um, I'll pick first. I think I'm going to go with Naito Evil. I want to see what they do here with, like, a more of like a 20 minute match instead of their, the long ones they had in the lo- in their last two matches uh, I think Evil will get his win back here again uh, and I think i will be interested to see how they do it, but yeah, I'm gonna go th- with that one I think
1: I'm kind of curious about Tanahashi versus Goto. party like it's 2009 again <laughs> and see what they can still do actually I yeah. think that'll be interesting
0: It'll be-, be a fun double man event here uh, October 13th at Hamamatsu uh osprey and jeff cobb kota Ibushi and yujiro takahashi shingo and taichi suzuki and jay white and the main event okada and ishii um i'm gonna go suzuki and white i they they had a match in the g1 2018 that i liked a lot and i think you know jay white's gotten better since then so i i'm excited to see what that one looks like
1: um i will go with uh takagi versus taichi
0: Mm, that could be that will deliver uh, of course,
1: to... the main event will deliver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. Right.
0: October fourteenth, Yokohama, Yoshihashi versus Kenta, Juice versus Zack, Yano versus Naito, Godo versus Evil, and Tanahashi versus Sonata. Uh, what do you what, what do you got
1: here? Uh, Tanahashi versus Sonata, because they're both like Muto disciples, and they're probably just going to work over each other's legs.
0: They have really good matches together. I like their matches yeah. in the New Japan Cup too. So I I think they they that's like underrated for chemistry, um, yeah I'll go with, I'll go go to evil then because I they 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 tend to have some really good matches too. They've also had a couple like clunkers I think, but the two of them just running at each other and at each other could be good here. So, uh, finally we're at Rio Ry- Goku October sixteenth, uh, the last night of the A block. Uh, so this these matches now are not in any order because they're not going to tell you what the main event and semi main is because they th- view that as a spoiler. So, uh, they'll, they'll reveal that once we get to the Knights, basically. Uh, so, we have Abushi Taichi, Jeff Cobb Ujiro, Okada Osprey, Ishii White, and Shingo and Minoru Suzuki. Uh, what is your most anticipated match, first of all? And then we'll talk about who could decide the block here.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Takagi Suzuki. I hope they sort of like build on and exceed their Jingu match.
0: Yeah, I'll go with. Uh I feel like we've been avoiding it um, the entire time. But I'll go with Okada Osprey. I am curious to see what they do here. Uh if not even from a match quality standpoint, like a booking standpoint. Um, you know, will this be the match that decides to block? Will both guys be alive? Will Osprey end up being the spoiler who finally gets his first win over Okada, you know, and and like eliminates him? Because remember he's never beaten Okada before and sends somebody else to the final. Uh maybe probably jay white or you know or Bushi maybe but yeah that's what i that's that'll be interesting uh the b block final is tanahashi versus zach juice versus godo yano versus yoshihashi naito versus kenta and Sonata versus evil um i'm most anticipated for Sonata evil i do think they can have a much better match than their uh G- than their new japan cup match is you know the, the showdown of former tag team partners here. I do think it will be the match that decides to block. I think probably like Nitro will still be alive and then Kento will spoil him. Uh you know, to pay him back for that new beginning match. Uh maybe Tanahashi will still be alive and Zach will spoil him. Or vice versa. Maybe Zach will still be alive and Tanahashi will spoil him and, you know, get some revenge for the tag title feud. I don't think Yano or Yoshi or Juice or Goto will be alive. Uh but yeah, I think Sonata Evil should be really interesting. So I'm gonna pick that as my most anticipated.
1: Um Probably Naito versus Kenta, but I just want to put a caveat on Juice versus Goto. Was it last year or the year before Juice finally gets his first singles win over Goto, and it was just sort of like a gentleman's three, only 10-minute match?
0: Yeah. Because I always thought
1: they had great matches, and then it was just like, whoop, you get your win. (laughs) So I want to see these guys have like an actual 15, 20-minute banger, but I don't know if we're going to get that on the final night of the G1.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Alright, so that was our G1 preview. We went very thorough there. I think uh, you know, hopefully you're all set now. And we'll be back on next week's show with the first nights of the G1 and the free feed. So Alright, so let's get into the champion carnival. The first two nights kicked off uh this past weekend on Saturday the twelfth and Sunday the thirteenth. Uh I think we will, like I like we said way back before we started this episode, disagree on some of these matches because I was very over underwhelmed. Uh but I think you were more into some of them. Uh, on the first night... Well,
1: I, I think I could also say the word underwhelmed, but I think I was like, this is a five or a six, and you were like, this is a two.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: yeah. really what it was. I'm not going to be like, these were amazing yeah. or anything like that. But
0: So the first night was in Nagoya at the International Conference Hall before a announced crowd of 482. Uh, so the four tag team matches, you watched them all? Yeah. Okay, so let's go through them real quickly. I didn't watch any of them, so you can tell me what they were like. The first. Uh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to give this the other yeah, match times. So the first one was Akira, Francesco, and Tajiri defeating Atsuki I- 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 Yagi, uh Yuma's brother, of course, and Koji Iwamoto in 834.
1: Um, I mean, it was a good solid eight-minute match. Akira looked awesome, and, you know, he got picked up another win, which I think you're probably building toward an Iwamoto-Akira junior title match. Uh,
0: the second match was Ishikiri and Ryuji Sai defeating Seiko Tachibana and Yusuke Okada in 7 one Tachibana got hurt here, right?
1: Yeah, he fractured a bone in his left foot.
0: Yeah, it sucks. Uh, the first of two injuries on the show. So, uh, The next one was a six-man tag team match. Purple Haze, Zeus, Udamaro, and Izanagi, defeating Black Mensa Ray, Ryuki Honda, and Takao Amori in
1: 4-11. This was just to get over uh Zeus's new uh submission which is the Misawa front face lock. Although he actually applies it a lot more convincingly than Misawa ever did to be honest. It but, looks like
0: it just looked like a chin lock to me. Because the same thing he beat one went on the second night, right? Yeah. I was like I I didn't know what the fuck was going on because like, I it watched us, I like, guess. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, what like it just looked like a chin lock. I don't know. But I don't know. maybe it looked better here than it did on the second night.
1: Well yeah, because he was just like pulling back on like a Honda, who's a basically a young boy, yeah. and brutalizing him. Which is funny, because Honda actually has, like, two months more experience in Hokuto Omori, but they're acting like he's, like, a fresh rookie.
0: I see. Uh, the next match, uh, yeah, Hokuto Omori and Shotaro Ashino from uh, Infants Terribles defeating Evolution, Dan Tamura, and Hikaru Sato in 603.
1: Um, probably the best match of the... Undercard. I mean, it's Ashino doing his thing, and both Sato and Tamar are pretty good. So, yeah, it's just get over Ashino.
0: So, we should probably mention the format uh, before I get into the champion cover matches here. So, there's five guys in each block. Uh, block A is Suwama, Zeus, Jake Lee, Kuma, Arashi, and uh, Jiro Ikemen Kurishio. Block B is Kento Miyahara, Shuji Ishikawa, Yuma Aoyagi, Shotaro Ashino, and Yoshitatsu. As you can see, there are 5 guys in each block so it's an odd number so somebody gets a day off each week or each show I mean so it's almost like a, a, a buy I guess uh, This night it was Zeus and Ashino, who we mentioned in tags they did not have tournament matches so there you go The first tournament match of the night was Shuji Ishikawa defeating Yuma Aoyagi in the B block in 8.01 Um, I thought this was I don't know it was okay I mean, there, I had a couple problems with this First of all um, you know, the, Yuma, you know, Yuma, they, we got the, there was a lot of legwork on these two shows and a lot of it didn't go anywhere. Like this one, like we got a little bit of legwork from Yuma, didn't, didn't really go anywhere at all. Uh, you know, shooty did a nice job selling it, but like, it just really didn't, you know, factor into anything in the match. Uh, Yuma had these like weirdly, really weirdly like weak elbow strikes that really annoyed me throughout this match. Um, you know, there was like, I don't know, then them, like... Yuma, like, kept working on the leg And then Shuji, like, you know, came back With just, like, this, uh Like, all these running knees, which is a little goofy After all the legwork Um, and then Yuma, like, tries his backslide To escape a, cru- a crucifix bomb Nice little spot But then Shuji just hits, like, a dead press out of nowhere For the pin I thought it was a very goofy little weird finish uh, Like, it had nothing to do with the rest of the match I don't know, just didn't like it very much for an 8-minute match Uh, you know, the leg work went nowhere Yuma's elbows are terrible. I went two and a half. I mean, it was it was fine.
1: Uh, yeah, this was kind of sloppy. Legwork isn't going to go anywhere in an eight-minute match. Um, although, you know, if it was building to something different, you know, I thought it was would have been good. But I did like the finish uh, because of the way he sort of did the Thez press, or it's also listed as the air scissors drop. This just looked like he was, like, using all of his weight to just hold down the smaller guy, which is you know sort of cool. So yeah, but I would still go around where you went like two and a half. Uh
0: the next match, Jake Lee defeated Jiro in 836. Um this was okay. I, I liked Jiro's like heel act. Um you know like he he was basically kind of like again, this is another leg match uh, which is a little you know weird to do them back to back a little bit. But like you know, there's there's the funny bit when Jiro comes out and he keeps trying to head out into the people for his normal entrance, but like keeps getting cut off by the referees and the young boys because of COVID. That was really funny. Uh, and Jake Lee, like I don't know, he like got really infuriated at him for hitting him in the face with his jacket. The point went to be like, buddy, it's gonna be okay. It's just a jacket. Because he like really got so angry and he like flipped out and like just brutalized him at ringside. But then that led to him accidentally kicking the railing in his jacket-based rage. It was <laughs> just very, very weird. Uh, and then Giro just kind of pointed and laughed at him, which is funny. And he was just great here, his little prick heel. He was, like, daring him to hit him and then just kind of kicked him right in the leg. Uh, you know, he stretched his leg out on the railing, like, brought up the railing and slammed it as well, which that was kind of unique and kind of cool. Uh, you know, and I like Jake selling, you know, but, like, the problem was, again, like, Jake, um, you know, Jake just started running across the ring, like, way too easily. He started throwing kicks with a bad leg uh, you know, Jiro will catch him, and then dragon screw him, and then Jake will come back with Enzigiri using the bad leg. so, you know, that stuff annoys me, uh, but, you know, I, at the end of the day, you know, Jake comes back, hits the backdrop, and wins, like, you know, again, he ran across it like a big boot right before that way too easily, and a running knee strike too, so the same kind of thing where, like, I think that happened a lot of these matches with the leg work where, like, you know, it just felt like guys blew it off, but I don't know, I liked, I liked Jiro's hero act enough, and I liked Jake's offense, other than, uh, blowing off the the legwork enough to go three stars but that's about as high as I can go when they you know the legwork just kind of meant nothing
1: I'd go about three and a quarter I also thought I like the way that Jake carried himself in this yeah I thought Jiro was a good heel and I also thought it did what it needed to do sort of give like Jake a um, emphatic win off the bat and I think it just further confirms he's at least going to the finals here
0: yeah uh, Semi-main event: Suwama beats Kuma Arashi in only 3:54. Uh, I like this quite a bit for a four-minute match. Uh, so you know, this was a you know a good match. I would say Kuma, you know, jumped him right at the bell. You know, they are pounding on him and like kept putting him down with shoulder blocks. Uh, Suwama came back with this nice leaping shoulder block. He went for the last ride very quickly. Um, you know, Arashi like back body dropped his way out of it. I uh, hit this pretty nice standing cross body Really high jumping senton. Got this cool, like, lariat battle, and then he hits a backdrop suplex, another backdrop, and that's it. Uh, I thought this was just, like, you know, super enjoyable power battle while it lasted. So I went three and a quarter, which might be really high for such a short match, but I did like this. I mean, this was my match of the night, so <laughs> four minutes.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I could go like two and three quarters. It was really a lot of fun while it lasted. Um, I think that um, giving Suwama a big, quick win off the bat uh because i think well we'll talk about what happened on today's or today's show but i think he's also going to be sort of doing the job again uh in this tournament so give him a sort of a big quick powerful win off the bat but yeah i mean could have lasted a couple more minutes uh
0: the main event kiyoshi defeating kento miyahara in 2152 uh so okay I mean, maybe saying two out of ten was too strong for what I actually thought of the matches, but just, like, for an opening night of the Champion Carnival, I just thought this was a very weak set of four matches. You have three matches that went, you know, eight minutes, eight and a half, under four. The main event finally goes 22 minutes, but, like, I thought this was a very underwhelming match for a couple different reasons. Um, It was our third leg match of the fucking night, which that just should not happen. Like, talk backstage and don't do three leg matches out of four. Like, it was just really ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, so Yoshitatsu, you know, he, Kento goes for a knee attack and misses the post, and Yoshitatsu just, like, fucking gets a knee crusher on the railing. Uh, I, I guess they didn't totally go into the leg stuff after, after that, so maybe it's not that big a deal, but, like, I don't know, It's just, it, it, it was very, much more like, I guess, like a, being threatened with a third leg like, match of the night than actually getting one, but yeah, I mean, it was, like, really kind of annoying. Um... But yeah, I don't know. Like, after that, like... Yoshitachi's boot scrapes looked really kind of bad. Uh... There just was nothing early on that I thought was that interesting... Until... Kento finally hit... This, like, nice step-up axe kick... When he jumped off the apron. Uh... You know, that was the best part of the match up, that, up to that point. Um... You know, we did get, like, a... Uh... Like, this brutal-looking German suplex... Like, where he dropped Yoshi right in his head... And, uh... You know... Fought up at the blackout knee for a two-count. Um... You know they they did like one of my least favorite spots In wrestling right now where Yoshi uh, Yoshi gets like this face when and he goes into the Koji clutch uh, and, and Kento Starts selling these out but Yoshi Releases the hold like a fucking idiot And tries to cover and gets two Like wrestler A releasing their own hold While wrestler B is going out to try and cover instead of just waiting for the ref to stop it. It's my least favorite spot in all of wrestling right now. Just wait for the ref to stop the fucking match. Why are you, like, releasing him from your hole while he's going unconscious to try to get a pinfall? Just try to get a, you know, try to get a stoppage. Like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, and then Kento, making it even stupider, Kento instantly revives, despite the fact that he was just selling that he was unconscious. Hits like, this standing blackout knee, another second one to hit Yoshi for a two-count... The, the knees in this match were starting to become, like, Kenny Omega-esque, like, just repeatedly over and over again for no, like, at the, the height of Kenny's, like, V-trigger spam. um, You know, he followed up with, like, a, you know, delayed German that looked kind of nice around the 20-minute call. um, You know, and then, and then there was, like, a botch right before the finish. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. There was, like, the spot where, like, Yoshi got Kento so okay, so kento comes back with like two blackout knees yoshi no sells them which is I, I i don't know about that and then you know and especially that, that was like knee number seven or eight or something in the entire match and then like yoshi gets kento in a rear race lock and they both just kind of fucking fell down like it just looked very stupid and like i don't i don't know what they were even going for and then yoshi just gets kento in an ankle lock and kento taps i was just like what like, he, he hasn't even touched a leg in, you know, in, like, 15 minutes. And the finish is just, like, Yoshi getting him in a rear waist lock. They both fall down for no reason. Yoshi gets him in a, the ace of the fucking company in an ankle lock. And Kendall just taps. I I, I thought that was, like, one of the dumbest finishes uh, I've seen in a long time. Uh, you know, Yoshi just, like like I said, eating knee to the face, number six and seven. No selling them both. And just, like, I, I don't just very wacky. I... I went. I gave it like three stars. That might even be generous, uh, you know. There was some good action, but yeah, I don't know. This was a very disappointing main event to me. I've liked mm-hmm. Yo- plenty of Yoshi matches in All Japan, but I didn't like this.
1: Uh, I'd go three and a quarter. I actually thought it was fairly solid up until the end, which I thought just wasn't a good build to a submission and a little sloppiness. But it, I, it was. I liked the. I admit, I liked the rest of the work in the match. And it actually didn't like when I watched. I was watching this live. And it just didn't feel like it was. I got up early to watch it live. It just didn't feel like a 21-minute match. It actually went by pretty fast, and I was like, "Wait, what? It's over?" And, and yeah, the ending was was flat, and I thought hurt it, but I don't think it was uh, a, a, a true like super disaster.
0: That's that's fair, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I just maybe like disaster is definitely uh, you know you know too a little. Uh, too strong, maybe, but like, yeah, well, I
1: mean, it's very underwhelming compared to like last year's yeah already, and um,
0: yeah, I mean, just wasn't I, I, you know, maybe 210 is too weak, maybe like 310, three out of 10, but I don't know, it's just, just I, I wasn't feeling it for sure. Uh, night two, uh, first of all, Yoshitatsu apparently hurt his back on that first night, so he already had to miss his second night. We'll see what that means going forward, but that meant that Shuji Ishikawa got another win by forfeit. To move to two and zero and four points, and Yoshi falls to uh, one and one. But the the people who were not supposed to wrestle, wrestle already were uh, in, in champion carnival matches were Jake Lee and Kento uh, in each block A and B. So I, I assume you watched the whole show again. Yeah,
1: so and also cute. with Yoshi Tatsu, if he does have to bow out. It's a very likely he was going to lose all of the rest of his match. That's very true. Yeah. So it might not. And, like, because all he needed, all he needs was one big win, right? Yeah. So he got it. So I don't think that will be a, a disaster. This was a cursed show. There was an issue with the ring. Yoshitatsu was out. Uh, Tachibana was out. And uh, Ikudo Hadaka missed the show because he had been in contact with someone with COVID. So they took him off the show as a precaution. So just uh, the vibes of this show just weren't the greatest at times.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I only watched one of the tag matches. I'll, I'll say which one when I get to it, I guess. But let's go through them again. Uh, Jin, Fuminari Abe, and Jake Lee defeating uh, Baoyan Aki and Yusuke Okada in 504. What was this like?
1: Um, This was actually a solid little match. I like Aki. I want to see more of him in... All Japan. He already had a nice little match against Kira Francesco last month. Uh, the shocking thing here is uh, Lee pins Okada instead of Aki, mm. and uh, I don't know what to say about the way they're treating Yusuke Okada. It's just I don't <laughs> know. Look, uh, Striga on the Eastern Lariat said like at this point he doesn't understand why they're treating Okada this way other than they're punishing him, and I'm beginning to believe that. Like, yeah. you're having Okada lose to Jake Lee when you have the outsider, like, undercard guy right there with him. That's brought in at the last minute. Yeah. It's just mind boggling for a guy that has so much potential.
0: Uh, Matt's two Takao Omori and Tamura defeating Ryuki Honda and Shuji Ishikawa at eight fifty-one.
1: Uh This was fun. Uh, Omori and Tamura of the Axe Bombers reunite. Um,. You know, Ishikawa did his thing. Looked fine. I thought Honda showed some good fire here. That was sort of the sort of the idea. Because originally this was supposed to, they were supposed to have like a dark match of Omori versus Honda as sort of like initiation thing. So this sort of then of course came down to Omori beating up the young boy and getting the win.
0: Match number three: Purple Haze, Izanagi and Shigehiro Irie, defeating Dan Tamura and Ikaru Sato, in five fifty-seven.
1: Uh, I thought this was also a lot of fun. Uh, Purple Haze have redeemed themselves, I think, uh, finally, because a lot of people were not into them earlier in the year. But some perf- good performances from Izanagi and Zeus have, I think, begin to change a lot of people's minds. This was a lot of fun. And Irie just won with the Beast Bomber on and Tamar in a solid six-minute match.
0: Match number four, this is the one I did see. Koji Doi and Yusuke Kodama of M Funs Terribles defeating Akira, Francesco and Kento Miyahara in eight twenty-two. Um, this is alright. I thought Doi looked good here. Especially his choke takedown thing on Akira just looked uh, you know, just looked pretty damn good. But the finish, like, f- almost fucking killed it for me. It was like fucking WWE. Like, Akira tripped, or uh, like, Kodama tripped Akira From outside the ring, and Akira pointed at him like, "Hey, you tripped my leg!" Hey, for like a fucking hour it felt like. I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then Dory took advantage and hit his his uh, a nice leg for the pin. But like, I don't want to see that fucking shit in all Japan. I mean, you know, at least it's not interference because they were in the match. But like, you're in a you're like, why are you like just pointing at this guy and screaming at him for what like felt like hours? This is awful. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to dock a quarter star for the finish, so I went two and three quarters.
1: I'd go three even. It didn't, the finish didn't really bother <laughs> me that much, and I thought it was fun otherwise, and I was happy to see Kento and, and Doi in there. So, And they're clearly, from this show, it's like the dastardly heels are being turned into Enfants Terribles instead of Purple Hays, uh, given what would also happen later in the show.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next match, six-man tag team match, uh, Atsuki Oyagi, Koja, Koji Iwamura, and Tajiri defeating Black Bensurei, Fuminari Abe, and Okoto Omori in 952. Uh,
1: so you got Abe doing double duty here because was supposed to, he took Hidaka's spot. Uh, this got actually enough time to turn into a solid little thing. Um, I, I thought Atsuki Aoyagi looked really good here. He's uh, turning himself into a bit of a high flyer. He's got a really beautiful moonsault. Um, and so it was just a solid good little junior match, and Iwamoto got the win on Mensa Ray, I guess, to sort of just sort of set himself up as a dominant champion.
0: Uh, up next, Zeus defeating Kuma Arashi and his championship carnival, uh, his first match of the year in the block A. Uh, Zeus gets his first win' front uh, 8 34 uh so the, yeah, this I didn't like this at all. Um, first of all, the match started you know very slow. These two powerhouses filling each other out That's fine Nice little test of strength But then this bow and arrow hole from Zeus That went on fucking forever Like, you know, Kuma's song was pretty good But, like, there's only so much you could do With one guy holds another guy's wrist And the guy pretends it hurts I mean, it just went on so fucking long Before Kuma finally made the ropes uh, Zeus, like, did hit some nice chops on him As we got the five-minute call uh, And Kuma came back with this nice little running crossbody I mean, he he jumped so high he almost missed him He almost, like, overshot it, but it looked cool. A nice standing senton. Uh, Zeus went to what I thought was a rest hold. Another rest hold, a simple chin lock. But that's apparently his new submission finisher, uh, which I had no idea until he told me or until the guy tapped out. Uh, Yeah, what a lame-ass finish. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, like, up there with that new Okada fucking uh, Cobra Clutch. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I went two and a quarter, which might be generous. I mean... You know, there's some stuff that was all right, but I thought this was below average. So much resting.
1: Yeah, the structure. Yeah, I agree with you on this. The structure was all wrong. They should have just been like gone just right to the shoulder blocks trying to knock each other down. I mean, it's only an eight minute match, right? So, yeah, I just think the structure was all off, especially, and the finish wasn't really built too well. I mean, I thought there was some oh, good stuff when they were actually doing moves to each other, but. Just the structure totally threw me off, and yeah, I would go around two and a quarter, two and a half on this.
0: uh The next match was Shotaro Ashino losing to Yuma Oyagi, uh by referee's decision in ten twenty-one. I saw people freaking out about this. uh Yuma Yuma got like a nice little flying form to start. uh Ashino just kind of like shoved him on the apron, though a very awkward and like weird transition. It just was like, here, get out of here. Basically, it was like, what the fuck. He snapped his leg over the bottom rope because what we needed in this fucking first two days of his torment was another fucking leg batch. I mean, (laughs) I had enough of those yet. Uh, Ashino got him a nice stretch muffler. Uh, Yuma made the ropes pretty quickly. And then Yuma, his selling of the leg, again, I, I feel like a nerd complaining about this stuff all the time, but like it was so over the top and corny. Like, he was doing that really annoying modern wrestling thing where, like, he can throw a perfect standing drop kick like, out of the fucking textbook of wrestling moves. But then, as soon as he hits the ground, he falls to the mat, clutching his leg like he just got shot by a sniper in the fucking rafters. It's like, that's not how this is supposed to work. Just sell the move, or sell the fucking limb while you're doing the move. Don't do the move at all if it's really you know, involves your leg that you're supposed to be selling. And if you're gonna do the move and just blow it off, you sure as fuck shouldn't be, like, landing on the ground like you've just been shot. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then uh, even worse, he does, like, this wacky arm breaker off the second rope using the bad leg, like, lands right on it, and, like, again, rolls around like he just got shot. It's like, buddy, just don't do the move. Just, you know, leave that move out of this match if you're gonna fucking sell the leg. It just, ugh, I hated it. Um, you know, Yuma... After that, like they, they did some nice stuff. Like the Germans were good. Uh, they like traded German suplexes. Uh, you know, Ashino like no sold it and gave him one of his own, a really high one. That was good. Uh, you know, Ashino then went right back to the ankle after, after Yuma got out of it. And you know, I didn't love Yuma selling with all the open mouth and like you know, please no, I am in pain type thing. But then he gets out of it and hits another German suplex uh, for a two count. The, you know, all the German suplexes look good, and they transitioned right into the front guillotine. Uh, just if so we get the 10 minute call and the referee stopped it to give him the win uh, you know there was some good action in there so I will go two and a half stars I guess I mean but like I hated Yuma's leg selling and like it didn't even play into the finish at all I don't know why they bothered like for a 10 minute match they just should have gone out there and suplexed the hell out of each other because the few Germans they did were definitely the strongest part of the match and we've had enough fucking leg work matches in this tournament already So I, don't, I just didn't get why they did this I didn't think Yuma's leg selling was good at all. Two and a half stars. I think this will have the biggest disagreement. I went three and a half stars (laughs) on
1: this. The leg selling didn't really bother me. I liked Yuma's escapes from those uh, ankle lock submissions. Although I think the problem is my brain has sort of been fried by the first two days of booking. I thought, like, you know, we're only eight minutes in and Ashino's uh ankle lock could finish him. So I was like, okay, well what's gonna happen here? What's gonna happen here? Now I'm not sure if that's exactly the best way of sort of conditioning your fan base, but it is what it is. Um but yeah, I mean I thought the action was great. The suplexes were a highlight. Um and I also thought uh I really like the post match angle too.
0: Uh wanna to describe that I guess I don't remember so Oh yeah they uh, attacked him. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> Ashino okay, so Ashino did sell the end game lock well at first but I did think he got up a little too quickly from it because the first couple minutes he looked like he was dead so anyway they're all angry at at what Yuma has done so they just start beating him up like they're all out there Doi and Kodama Arashi and so then eventually Kento runs out and yells at them on the mic and that kind of thing and they have a stare down because the next show is Kento versus Ashino, which is probably the most eagerly awaited uh, match in the tournament, I think, for myself and probably most people. I I don't think that's a stretch to say. Um, First time in the match, right? Yeah. So that's sort of like what that was building to. So I thought it did well, but I also have thoughts on the way that match should go or I'll get very angry. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. uh, Well, we'll talk about the next match for me this is the match of the tournament so far
0: okay so for me the match tournament so far is the next match uh so jiro karishio defeats suwama in 14 minutes so they're both one and one now uh yeah so this there was a slow start to the match uh suwama was like ripping him or whipping him around ringside and then he kind of starts tearing his jacket in the ring before very slowly dropping an elbow on him uh you know probably not the show need at this point a slow start to this but did pick up after that um you know, Suwama, like, very slowly turned him over into a Boston Crab. Jiro did some really good selling as he was struggling to get out of this Boston Crab and eventually make the ropes. Always probably been his best part of his whole game. Uh, and Suwama was playing full-out big bully here. Uh, not even let go of the rope, after the even after the rope break. Uh, he went right back to try to pull the jacket off of him as he got the five-minute call. A complete reversal for Jiro, who is working, you know, as we said, the as a, the total heel on the first night. But, he's you know, he's good at both, I guess. Uh, Suwama, like... You kind of end up on the floor kind of awkwardly but it let Jiro hit a really nice acai moonsault uh and then Suwama came back with this like, nice capture suplex just after the 10 minute mark or 10 minute call and then a lariat for a two count a nice back suplex for another near fall uh Jiro started going after Suwama's arm finally something other than a fucking leg in this tournament uh in the first two days and you know he got a cross arm breaker but Suwama was able to make make it over the ropes to force the, the break and i thought suwama's always been an underrated seller he, he did good job selling the arm there uh jiro went for a top rope moonsault but suwama got his knees up hit a very slow spinning larry i don't know what was up with that spinning larry it looked like he was in slow motion uh but he then hit a big overhead jerk and just tossed him so that was good uh he went for the last ride but jiro rolls through it to a sunset flip with a surprise pin Great finish, uh, so surprising that the the crowd even forgot they were supposed to not supposed to make noise, which was funny. But yeah, I really liked the finish. I enjoyed the match in general. I don't think it was like awesome or anything because it was slow at times and there were like a some awkward spots. But I would still go three and a half. Uh, you know, kind of sad that the match of the tournament so far is in the first two nights is three and a half. But yeah, this was definitely my match of the tournament. So for the first two okay,
1: so I went three and a quarter. So it's my second number two match of the tournament yeah my only complaint was a little too slow but I thought Jiro's offense was actually done pretty credibly against Suwama and I never thought it was goofy well except for the grabbing the jacket slaps but I mean that's what you get with Jiro (laughs) Uh, right Uh, so anyway I was like in the the VOW discord people did not seem to like it as much as we did even okay so which I thought was interesting Uh, but I thought it was great I thought the work was solid logical and the finish made sense. Yeah. Other than that, a little slow at at the start, and you know the usual Jiro isms that will sort of, you know, put a ceiling on the match. But still a good match, and uh, I think this is Jiro's big win of the tournament.
0: There are people to be at every Discord trying to argue that that Kenny Page FTR match was good last weekend. So I don't know what they want him, okay. what they like anymore. That was that match sucked. But yeah, this was good. Uh, I enjoyed this quite a bit. So three and a half. But yeah, uh, you know I. I look the, the cards for these first two nights were not the greatest so i'm not really surprised that they were pretty underwhelming here i just don't know why all japan decided to start their tournament off with like these two shows in nagoya and especially in kawasaki not exactly a hotbed i mean it is close to tokyo as uh jojo Remy from voice wrestling pointed out in the slack but like I, it's not exactly a hotbed of wrestling and like or especially nowadays you used, used to be more of one back in the day but, like, yeah, it's just very odd choice to start the tournament outside of Tokyo in with, like, uh, very underwhelming cards. Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather start your tournament with, like, hot shows? I, I don't know. Maybe they feel like now they can just do... I mean, the rest of the tournament is just in Tokyo, I think. So, you know, maybe they just figure... Oh, no, two shows yeah. there, in Tokyo. Odawara, yeah.
1: That's in... Um... Kanagawa, is it not? Yeah, so pretty or, close again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe they just feel like they'll build a momentum with the Korkins and then, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Well, I mean, the next <laughs> Korkin look could be good, even yeah. if Yoshikatsu is out. So let me give the standings, and then we'll talk about the next Korakins. So the standings right now, A block, we have three guys at 1-1, one and one, Suwama, uh, Jiro, and... Oh, two guys at 1-1, one and one, Suwama and Jiro, uh, at two points. Two guys at 1-0, because they've only done two, one match so far. Zeus and Jake Lee uh, also 2 points and Kaporku Marashi the only guy at 0 and 2 with 0 points uh, Block B we have Suji Shikawa at 2 and 0 with 4 points we have 2 guys at 1 and 1 Yuma and Yoshitatsu both at 2 points and you, you, who knows what Yoshitatsu's stats will be with his back injury and then we have 2 guys who only wrestled 1 match and both lost the only match so Kento and Ashido both 0 and 1 with 0 points so we'll make it even more interesting they're facing each other next so, the next show, September 15th at Corican, uh like I said, we'll be talking about this on the Omakase Patreon. So, on Tuesday, if you want to hear me give my thoughts on these matches, patreon.com Wrestling wrestlingomikase. Uh, we have Suwama versus Jake Lee, Zeus versus Jiro, Kento Miyahara versus Shotaro Ashino, and Yuma Aoyagi versus Yoshitatsu if that match you know, is able to happen. Uh, definitely a much better lineup than we saw on of these first two shows. I mean, Suwam and Jake Lee could be really good. Kent over Zash, you know, I'll, I'll be shocked if it isn't really good. And Zeus and Jiro probably has outside shot as does Yuma and Yoshitatsu if it happens. So I'm... I think
1: Zeus and Jiro has a better chance than Yuma and Yoshitatsu. Actually. Yeah. That's a good one. Just point. because it, it, if Zeus is just a big prick and Jiro sells it, well, it could be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. So there we go. So that, that hopefully we get the champion carnival started in a bigger way here. Uh, but the for 15. the love of God,
1: if Kento pins Ashino, fuck it. Like, just <laughs> blown it with him. I'm sorry. It's got to be a draw. I, I would be perfectly acceptable with a draw because that keeps the feud going. Yeah. Or Ashino's got to win.
0: There you go.
1: But you cannot have Kento beat Ashino. All right. Well, not only that, I mean, two losses in a row is stupid. But I mean, this is a huge rivalry. You just can't do that right now.
0: They're going to do it. I know. <laughs> they I'm calling right <laughs> now. Like, you know, but
1: look, if Kento was just going over Ashino, would would they have done that angle? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. Right?
1: Yeah. I'm pretty confident we're getting a draw or Ashino winning, which is the right thing. Yeah. And Kento losing streak story is fine because they haven't really done that yet. So I agree I think that could be a decent story.
0: Yeah. So there you go, folks. The first two champion Carnival Knights. Like I said, Night 3. Uh, tune into the Patreon, and you'll get all the Night 3 action. Uh, so now, to wrap up the show, let's do a quick little preview of the N1. Uh, I'm not going to go into super detail, especially after the G1 preview took forever, but uh, we are going to cover this on the Patreon and the free feed, so I definitely want to talk a little bit about uh, the participants and who we think are going to win. So Block A for, has the current GHC Heavyweight Champion, Goshi Ozaki, uh, the man he beat for the title, Kaito Kiyomiya, uh, Masaki Mochizuki from Dragon Gate, who could obviously have some great matches in this in this block. uh, Masa Kelebiya, uh Kazushi Sakuraba, who again could have one or two great matches here, even at his age. Soya. Uh I'm I'm pretty this this block looks pretty good. I'm pretty excited.
1: Um, well, I just watched the August thirtieth Noah show last night with the, that uh, Axis versus uh, Sugiyara and Sakuraba. Now that match went half an hour. So that m- might be part of it. But Sakuraba did not look great in that match. Mm. So it, they got to keep it, him like 10 minutes or less, I think. Okay. In, in, a, in a lot of these matches. But someone like Makazuki could probably pull out something pretty good out of him. I will. I'm, I'm
0: really excited about that match. I'm, I'm just very interested in it. Uh, block B, we have Kano, Katsuhiko Nakajima, who of course just joined Kano's unit. So that should be interesting when they face each other. Uh, Naomichi Marafuji. Uh, Maybach Taniguchi or Shuhei Taniguchi now. <laughs> Sorry for calling you Maybach, buddy. Uh, Takashi Sugera and Yoshiki Inamura. Um, there's some good stuff in this block. There's some stuff I'm excited to see. Marufuji, I'm kind of fucking done with him after that Go match was. Just I, 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 that is one of the most perplexing matches of the year. Like someone pointed out today, I think it was Thomas Fitzbeck in the uh, in the Slack. That's like number twenty six or something uh, in Cage matches match of the year list. And it's like, how the fuck that match made the top one thousand? I couldn't tell you because that match fucking sucked. And I don't think I've felt more disconnected from other people's opinions on a match in like since like the peak of like I don't know. I'm trying to think of the last time I hated a match so much that everybody else loved like that Kenny Okada G1 match, maybe? What about like, the
1: Bucks versus Hangman and <laughs> Ed?
0: Okay, I, I but I gave that, like, three and a quarter. I, I didn't hate that as much as I hated... Like, going I think I gave, like, one and three quarters. I thought that match fucking sucked. Like, I thought they both sleptwalked slip, through it. I thought they both showed no fire or passion. The, the half hour felt like, you know, 30 years instead of 30 minutes. It just i thought that match was awful so i mean i didn't even think that kenny page i mean three and a quarter means i didn't think it was awful obviously didn't think see it like a match of the year level like people did but i mean you know uh the go marifuji match i just i i I don't know what people watched it's one of those matches where like i flat out don't know what people watched with that one but anyway uh so yeah marifuji maybe marifuji can surprise me but like that match sucked uh as far as the, the block though, uh you know, there are some matches I'm excited for here. Kano Nakajima again. They had an awesome match on you know earlier a couple months ago. Uh you know kinda
1: soon to be going back to Kano Nakajima after the turn, if <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh Kano wow. and Kano Sugera, that could be really good again. Yeah, Nakajima Sugera. There's some good stuff here.
1: So I'm gonna go and be a bit of a hipster here and say that uh, Taniguchi has been having a low-key pretty fun year um, he's, he's good and, I, he's and good. I've really enjoyed his stuff since the Fujita match at uh, Sumo Hall last November mm-hmm. uh, I also thought, uh, I didn't really see a lot of people talk about it, but he had a really fun match against Soya on the uh, Congo Produce Show um, that I thought was a great like, hard-hitting thing, so I, I would like to see him against Inamura and Sugiera especially
0: yeah, that's fair uh, okay, so let, Who do you think is I guess before I Go over the card For the first show Who do you think Is winning block A And block B And who thinks you think is winning the whole tournament Who should Or who do I think I Either um, Either if you want To give both uh, or... I think
1: um,
0: I think Nakajima's winning
1: But I think is probably Going to win A block And Nakajima B block Yeah That makes
0: um, sense
1: But I don't think they should be building to go versus Nakajima this soon they are though yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even sure they should be look if there was no COVID I'm not even sure on this timeline it would be the most appropriate either right yeah because you break them up at the end of August and then bam already in November you're blowing it off
0: I don't think it'll be a blow off though I think it'll be like match one Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know
1: but not you lose you don't have your sumo hall but this is gonna be at Yokohama Budokan yeah, I think,
0: whatever people are expecting. I, I don't know,
1: just not the way I would do it at, under these circumstances. But I think that's where they're going.
0: I agree. Uh, okay, so there we go. The first card, which again, uh, if you want to hear me talk about this, it'll be on the Omakase Patreon. Uh, so that'll be on Friday, the first night uh, from Nagoya, on Friday, September 18th. Uh, the opener is a six-man tag, uh, Okada, Yone, and tanaguchi. Against Inoue, uh, Masashi Aoyagi, and Akitashi Saito, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Naomichi Fuji and Kotoge against Osawa, out of the question, and Kazayashi. Uh, Is
1: it like Noah versus Great?
0: I, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then the four Ed 1 victory matches on this show. Uh, we start out in the B block with Sugera versus Inamura. That could be pretty good. It looks, you know, good little match. Oh, for sure. Uh, second B-block match, uh... Okay, maybe these aren't in the order of the card, because I can't believe that these... This won't be the main event, or at least... I don't know. I guess maybe it is. But Kanoa Nakajima, that's gonna be awesome. I better not be third from the top. <laughs> uh, and then... Kaito Kiyomiya against Masaki Mochizuki, that could also be awesome, in the A-block. And then... Uh, according to this, maybe the main event, Goshi Ozaki gets Manabu Soya a little bit of a weird pick over if it is the main event over that the could last be fun, two. Though. But, but it just could be gonna,
1: like hetty larryed each other really hard. I think it's a pretty solid like first night yeah this is
0: a, this is definitely a solid first night, so you know i'm I'm all four of those matches sound pretty appealing now
1: so. I just now my thing is like are they gonna work keno versus I don't know if they're gonna like keno and Nakajima are gonna work like they worked in their national title match, which was great yeah so like are they just gonna go around matt wrestle like do some kicks and counter and they're gonna do a 30 minute draw i could see that happening too
0: right yeah so I guess we'll so, see yeah but there you go that'll be Friday again on the patreon uh patreon.com slash wrestling uh next week on the free feed uh we'll do the first two nights of the g1 plus the second night of the N1 victory on sun from Sunday. so that'll be next sunday uh the 20th so do. Saturday the 19th G1, Sunday the 20th G1, and Sunday the 20th and one victory, as long as we're able to watch it in time, because it does say uh, that weird, uh, like, fixed camera, like, live broadcast delayed or something. So we'll say. But if not, then i will just be the first chance to G1, obviously. So, okay, folks. Uh, Gerard, you got any plugs for me here? Yeah, like, uh, Thomas... Uh, no, sorry.
1: Paul, Walsh and I are covering all of... Uh the champion carnival shows and we're going to give our opinions and um so look out for that and if kento does beat ashino on tuesday or wednesday on the next show uh read my review to bury the see me bury the promotion
0: <laughs> uh and folks like I, of course like i said the patreon patreon.com slash i'm probably drilling into your heads at this point but we're gonna have so much coverage. Uh, starting on Tuesday with Champion Carnival Night 3, exclusive of the Patreon, Friday with the first thing of the N1, and then the following week we'll be starting exclusive G1 coverage uh, only on the Patreon. So good, great time to jump in here. Only $5 to get all of our exclusive coverage. Uh, if you want the full picture, you can't get everything on the free feed. you got to go to the Patreon. So folks, thank you as always for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week with more G1 action. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Russell Omikase. Wrestling, of course, would not fit. And in the meantime, as always, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.